Hello and welcome back to A Sprinkle of Disney. We're sharing episode 34 with you today. 34, high number. <laughs> if you're new here... Is that your new I way of saying an, accompl- like an, an accomplishment? Yeah, every episode is an accomplishment, okay? Milestone is what I was looking for. Oh, I see. Well, but they're both, it's fine. Well, it works. Um, yes, and if you're new here, then a very magical welcome to you, and yeah, welcome to the, the madness. <laughs> and yeah. of course, thank you to all of the lovely listeners who have left us reviews. If you'd like to leave some, and you haven't. <laughs> nice segue, nice segue. We then. always accept them. <laughs> if you want to make us smile. <laughs> yes. Um, and thank you for continuing to listen as well. If you're back, if you've returned, then thank you for returning to us. Um, and of course, if you do actually want to leave us a review, we really appreciate it. And you can suggest some episode content that you want to hear from us because there might be something that you're desperate for us to cover mm-hmm. and we've not, you know, had the, the creative genius to think <laughs> of that yet. Or it could be it's way, way in the future in our idea plan. Um, and you can't wait that long so please feel free in your review to leave us some suggestions for episodes very flexible we would very, love that to be fair because we, we obviously we had the recommendation for Coco a few months ago yeah. um, and the, that wasn't it wasn't our plan like long term but we hadn't thought about it upcoming but as yeah. soon as someone said it we were like our next episode's going to be Coco yeah because um, it could be things if it's, even if it's like a niche like Disney shorts or something from like the mm. past or like a film that you really like and no one else knows about and you want us to share so um yeah just ask yeah just ask and you shall receive within reason <laughs> yes within reason and also you can also let us know what you've enjoyed the most because then we know yeah. to do more of that content Very um true. so yeah it, it, it's a win-win you know we get a review <laughs> and you get the content you want <laughs> you know, what have you got to lose absolutely nothing <laughs> apart from maybe like 30 seconds of your day yeah so, so today is very exciting as we are talking all about the latest disney film release encanto i am so excited i am as well we've been excited for this film for months um, yeah and so today we are bringing you our review and mm-hmm. um, we'll be introducing the film and discussing its reception talking about the themes and messages of the film discussing our thoughts on characters and music so packing a lot into the episode mm-hmm. um, and obviously at the end we'll give it our iconic score out of 10 and um, i just feel like we need to say now spoilers ahead yes there will there has to be it's, it's not the kind of like thing where i think spoilers would ruin the film for you but if no. you're someone who wants to go into a film like fully like new like yeah with yeah no um understanding of the film in advance or anything like that then this probably is time to pause <laughs> yeah uh, and you can come up when you've seen it um yeah Obviously, when we are releasing it, like, a week, just, like, a week and a half after it's been released, hopefully, mm-hmm. like, you know, people who want to see it will have seen it. Um, but that's just a heads up, just in yes. case. <laughs> yes. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. And that brings on to Disney fun fact number one. So the word encanto comes from the Spanish language, and it means charm, spell, or enchantment. It is both used as a way to tell a magic incantation and as an adjective for sweetheart as well. But it can also be used as a verb. So you could say, te va a encante, which means you will really love, um, which is really, really cool as well. That so is really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Many meanings. Many meanings. Yes, it was excellent. Well done. <laughs> like I was watching the film. <laughs> Thank you so much. And like, I can't take credit. I, I learned it from the um, Disney social media because the lady who plays Mirabelle does that. So oh, I can her accent. Definitely. Te va a encante. There you go. I've just been copying her. 
<laughs> and in this film's case, it means an encanto is a place of magic. Yeah. Um, and however it is used, encanto describes something you love and enjoy very much. It's a beautiful word. I was just about to say that you just stole my sentence. Um, <laughs> should we, should we but it again? is. <laughs> but it really is. Like it's such a lovely word. Yeah. Though. Like. What, what so many nice meanings? Oh, I know. I love how like English doesn't really have this, but lots of other languages do have um words that can you you can't define in, in one English word. Yeah. Um, where it's like a feeling or an experience. Like mm-hmm. um, is it higi or hayigi? How you say it in Norway? Oh yeah, De- yeah. Denmark, sorry. And it's this mm-hmm. idea of like complete happiness, but mm-hmm. it's not got an official definition because hayigi can be a room set up. It can be yeah. a feeling. It can be. A, a, an environment and I always think that it's really cool when you hear about those different types of things in other languages I love that just, yeah yeah uh, and this film definitely was magical so it definitely yes, this it film was. is my encanto <laughs> <laughs> I've used it in a sentence like in a spelling test at the school wow <laughs> thank you thank you uh, <laughs> that brings on to our first segment of the episode then where we introduce encanto including the plot background and reviews and um, so I will start with I'll start with the background of the film before the plot. Oh, I see. I see stalling. Well, I just plot. feel like, you know, it makes more sense. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> so this is an American computer animated musical fantasy comedy film. A lot to fit into that. Um, mm. Classic Disney animation film, really, isn't it? From from our re- the recent films have been, been released. Mm. It's been produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios. And it's the 60th film produced by Disney and that is a milestone that actually is a milestone and I love that they've included that in loads of their promo as well they're like our 60th animated feature it's really cool yeah um it's directed by Jared or Harris I'm not really sure how you say that in Mm. in their accent apologies and Byron Howard with original songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda oh which we'll talk about later what a choice Oh, and Ugh. the score is also by Jermaine Franco, who did um, the score for Coco as well. Yes. So um, yes. 10 out of 10 creators on this film. Like, mm-hmm. you just couldn't ask for better. It's amazing. Um, the film premiered in LA on November the 3rd of this year, 2021, and it was theatrically released on November the 24th, 2021, when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was at the door with my tickets, like, let me in. <laughs> um, it's also the first Disney animated canon film released exclusively in cinema since Frozen 2. How crazy. That's crazy, because that? Frozen 2 feels like so long ago now. Seeing like, that written down is actually insane. Yeah, yeah, it really, it is crazy. Obviously, we've had other films since then. Obviously, yeah. we had Ryan and the Last Dragon, but obviously that was on Disney Plus only. Um, yeah. But that's insane to think that, like, we haven't seen an original animation from Disney since... Frozen 2, that's, that's Yeah, great. like, and it's the fact that, because obviously with Disney+, Plus, it shows, like, the impact of introducing Disney+, mm. Plus as well. The impact of the pandemic. Like, it's like, yeah. a lot of things in that. But it's, it's just wild, because that feels like so long ago that I saw Frozen 2. Well, it was, wasn't it? Oh. It was Christmas of 2019, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, wow. it was. So, yeah. Wow. So, Frozen 2, another episode coming your way soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, far in the future. Um, so... Encanto is set in the Colombian mountains in South America with fantasy aspects and concepts integrated into the setting itself. And it boasts a talented Latin American cast, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, they've done loads of great social media interview content. Definitely go and oh, check it out. It's, it's fantastic. Um, and it's got really great South American roots in the film. So the culture of the film is really, really strong, yeah. um, which we like to see. An authentic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very authentic. It's just, it's beautiful. Like the, And you can kind of feel... You can feel the culture and that authenticity through the characters, through the music, yeah, through everything. Definitely. Um, so the actual plot of the film, 
you gotta break it down when you break it down it's quite simple really so so Mm -hmm. the idea is that um there is this magical house in this magical place in their encanto and mm-hmm. it's called Cas- uh, casita uh, obviously because that is, is house isn't it in spanish yes what well, casa is, is you know, yeah 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 of the word um if i get any of these spanish translations wrong please let me know it's not being <laughs> offensive I, I i never learned spanish in school apart from when i was like four i learned like dress and shirt so it's all kind of <laughs> very <what> relevant <laughs> this will be in our next review that we get like uh you butchered the spanish language Thank i know i'm so sorry the, no, the spanish good. that i have learned is from thing from tv shows and films um, self-taught <laughs> i am i watch queen of the south on netflix like all my, my mexican spanish from there um so we start, and then the idea is that we find out that Abuela, who was obviously who was the grandmother of the house, yeah. fled her home with her three children and her husband um, because it was under, under siege, under threat. Um, and as they're running away from home, they kind of get caught up by these horrible people. We don't really know who they are, the people that are ruining their home. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, her husband um, is killed. Um, and in her like moment of grief, she kind of obviously is so sad and it kind of releases this miracle with a candle that she has. This candle suddenly becomes magical, a magical flame that will never stop burning. Mm-hmm. And from this candle miracle, all of a sudden this house piece. It is <laughs> very magical. Re- yeah, it is. And really sudden. Um, and basically from this house and this home, a whole community is built based on this magic and this encanto. Um and then from here, we have more children and grandchildren. And each time a child hits of age, which is quite young, we'll probably talk about that later, but of age is quite young, the house gives them a special gift. Um, and it ranges from their th- magical gifts. So it can be super strength, it can be seeing into the future, it could be healing powers, it can kind of be anything really yeah. that the house decides the community needs to survive um, and to help everyone kind of sustain the encanto. So. And and the cool thing is when you get a gift, you get a special door in the house yeah, that magically appears so for cool. you. I want one of these rooms so bad. I know, they're amazing. And it creates like like Mary Poppins' bag, but as a room. Yeah, yeah. It's like the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> in the house. And it's like specifically for you. So like for example, there's there's one um family member who her her gift is like creating flowers and and plants and stuff. And so her bedroom is literally just like filled with beautiful oh, flowers stunning. and plants. And like rope vines that her bed are on it's so cool and um, so that's kind of the premise of, of, of the film and the, the idea is that you know there's there's Abuela, there's her three children and then there's the grandchildren underneath as well yeah so we'll talk, we'll talk about more about characters later but at the point of the film when we kind of start and really get into it the idea is that most people apart from two grandchildren have had their gift already and mirabelle who is the protagonist in this film it's her chance to get her gift um, and it turns out basically she didn't get one <laughs> It's really sad. It's so she brutal. up to her door, goes to find out her gift, and the door just fades away. Um, and so she basically ends up being the only person in this family who doesn't have, isn't given a gift by the, um, by the house, uh, by La Casita. It's very, very sad. And also, I just mentioned that the house kind of comes to life, doesn't it? Like the house. Oh community. yeah, it's like a living house. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and then the community kind of like literally down the path rely on. Um, the familia madrigal so that that's the magical family um with their gifts so that they're, they're integral to the community they help the community survive and grow and develop this is the setup of the film yeah and then the main kind of action in the film starts when um Ma- uh, not magical when mirabel's younger cousin is about to get his gift and it's like the oh. gift ceremony and everyone's like oh what's gonna happen is he gonna get a gift is he, is he not because mirabel mm. didn't get a gift um and when everyone's celebrating him getting his gift antonio does get a gift thankfully spoiler um, <laughs> spoilers <laughs> 
Um, it's a beautiful moment to be fair it's really lovely he's but he gets so cute as well but then Mirabelle goes out which had a bit of a hard moment because you know yeah. it's, it's a hard night for her um, she was very set for her family and then she notices that there's cracks and oh. like tiles falling from the roof and the house is kind of starting to like have damage and then the candle the magical candle almost oh. goes out so she panics goes and tells Abuela Bella's like show me show me really <laughs> serious uh, they come out, there's no cracks, there's no problems. Classic. <laughs> Everyone just thinks Mirabelle's being like an attention seeker. Yeah. Which is obviously not. Um, and then she goes on this kind of quest in the journey to kind of find out what's wrong with the magic, how do we fix it, um, and it turns out that, that Bruno, we don't, we don't talk about Bruno, as you will hear later, <laughs> he was like the um, Abuela's son who his gift was seeing the future but he hasn't been seen in like years since, since Mirabelle didn't get her gift. We haven't seen him in forever. Um, and it turns out that, like, you know, he becomes part of the story again to help her understand the future of the home. And it, then it leads to things like the house falls down at one point and literally falls to pieces. Yeah. Like, dramatic. family members are torn apart. There's also proposals in the middle of it. It's mm. flying donkeys. There's, there's a lot. There. <laughs> there's journeys of self-discovery. There, there are. There are a lot. And I think and one thing about this film is there are a lot of characters that all have those journeys. Yeah. Um, so it does kind of get a bit complicated in the middle when you're trying to figure out who's who. Um, mm. But obviously, you know, as we kind of move towards the end, it's this idea we're talking about the theme, but the idea is that obviously, you know, I love that line where it's like nothing, there's nothing broke that we can't fix. Yeah. I love that line. Yeah. Um, and the, that's kind of the idea behind the behind the um, the film, which we'll get into a bit more later about the ending and stuff. But it is beautiful, and they kind of end up. Mirabel never gets her gift, sadly. Um, yeah, that is sad. But she kind of learns that you know she's special in her own way, and her family then understand that she's special, and she yeah. helps to bring the magic back because she helps people to understand that they're more than their gift, and yeah. that um, family and their family connection is the strongest gift they can ever have for each other. Mm, really, she is a gift mm. to them. That's yeah. how I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Very true. So that's kind of like a brief a brief overview of the plot. I mean, like I say, it goes a bit crazy. There's some beautiful songs in the middle. Um mm. some quite like um abstract scenes for the songs, which you know, which are really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yes, so I'd say that's the that's the the, the brief <laughs> plot summary. Yeah, that yeah, that's the easy to follow summary. Yeah, if we start going too deep into like, you know, visions and yeah, then, we'll be here all night. <laughs> yeah, because it does get like not confusing, but there are moments where you're like, "What? Wait, what is happening?" Yeah, because it goes. I think from the trailer, I thought it would be like a long quest to find yeah. magic, and it's not like that. Um, no, it's very like, kind of contained to the house, isn't it? I was gonna say that. Like, I thought there'd be an adventure outside of the house. Yeah. I thought that's where she was gonna go to find out like all this stuff, and then yeah, yeah it's all in the house, which is amazing that they managed so cool. to make that work. Like, very yeah. cool. So yeah, I think, I think that was a good plot summary. It's also really funny as well. I think it's worth noting. Like, there's a lot yes. of comedy in it as well. It's um, so funny. It's hilarious. It is. It's excellent. Yes. So really, tell us about the reviews and how it was received. So in terms of box office so far, because obviously it's ongoing, it's not. It's yeah. still there. Um, it's grossed seventy-one point one million dollars wow. so far worldwide. So that's that's good. I know it's yeah. been the like top film in the box yeah. office since it's come out. Obviously, there's things like House of Gucci out and other things like that. So it's kind of dominating the box office at it's the moment. It's released at quite a difficult time, hasn't it? Yeah. Really, as well, because obviously there was um, Ghostbusters came out at the same week. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, there's been lots of new films come out exactly at the same time because I know yeah. that. In my local cinema, like it didn't have as many screenings as Ghostbusters at all. 
yeah oh yeah that's actually very true because when I was looking to see it in the weekdays they don't do evening showings at my cinema for so Encanto weird. because obviously it's like a children's film and in inverted commas it's not um yeah. <laughs> but so yeah that's so true like mm. there's there's things against them you know and there the are. pandemic as well that's always something well, especially that can... if i mean the uk at the minute i don't know if it's hit other parts of the world in the same way but obviously like we've had this scary you know, new variant yeah kind of like limiting people's plans as well so exactly yeah. so so yeah it's done very well i would say so far it and it's still got a lot a lot of time to to, to bloom um with its reception um in terms of scores again these will be ongoing uh, as they always are but again like if it's so recent then they fluctuate a lot mm. so at the current time <laughs> um imdb has a score of 7.7 out of 10 interesting i think that's interesting um yes i mean i'm just gonna say it i think that's too low <laughs> i guess if you round up there to like an eight mm. an eight like is is it's it's good. Like yeah. an eight is a good film. Seven point seven is a great film. There's lots of films, lots of Marvel films that are about seven point five, yeah. seven point seven. So it's a great score. Um, so it, it is good. And I think again, like people might not have had a chance to review it yet. Uh, so and for some reason, I found this when I've looked at reviews before. Some people have it in for Disney films and musicals. They do. They do. So Some I, people I, just hate musicals. Yeah, and I'm like, but you knew what it was when you went in to see it. It was literally in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, so why did you go and make yourself miserable? But anyway, I digress. Um, but then it's like going to see like an action film about them. Yeah. Too much, too many action sequences. It is. Yeah, or like a murder mystery. Oh, didn't know there was going to be a murder in this. Like, like, I wasn't impressed. I didn't know who the murderer was till the yeah. end. It was not acceptable. Yeah, I had to wait so long. It literally is like that. Um, so yes, there was a few miserable people like that in the reviews. <laughs> um, but Rotten Tomatoes, the critics are given it 92%, Ooh. and the audience is given it 93 I think that's the closest oh, wow. we've ever had yeah, with the critics so and audience scores. I don't think we've ever had it where it's nearly the same. No. Um, so that's really interesting yeah. because... Especially um, so soon after as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously it might change, well it will change, but I don't know how dramatically, um, but very high score. Um, and then Metacritic uh, is 75%. So that's kind of more like what IMDb's got yeah. in terms of score. Um, but obviously, generally, that is a very positive rating for something that's only been out a week and a half. So. Yeah, and I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Metacritic tends to be generally lower anyway. Yes, you're right. No, you're right. I think with Mickey's <laughs> Once Upon a Christmas, I'm so sorry I think that. they may have been <laughs> one of the lowest scores of the... Ever. So, yes, Metacritic needs to cheer up. They do. They need to, like, enjoy life a bit more. <laughs> Embrace the journey. Because there's definitely a journey in this film. Um, so, yeah, that's the scores. Um, but then in terms of reviews, so the critics' reviews. Um, so from the New York magazine, Bilgi, I'm going to say, is their Ooh. name. Oh. Good old Bilgi. <laughs> they said that Encanto might be the best Disney animated film since Frozen. To, cl- to be clear, this is Frozen, not Frozen 2. Yeah. We talked about Frozen 2, um, which is quite a statement. Yeah, it is. Given it is. how much uh, attention and popularity Frozen has yeah. still to this day. I mean, it now has its own musical. So, you know, it yeah, it well, I had it before on the board in Broadway, but you know, it's not West End as well. Um, so that's quite a big statement, really. Mm. Um, and I mean, it's hard I think it's hard to say things like best or like yeah it's always hard to say that because everyone's 
as we said with Pixar films in our past episodes, people connect with different things for different reasons. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I think if you watch, I mean, Frozen's beautiful film, I think if you don't have a sister, I don't think you would, not that you don't connect with it in the same way, but I hmm. think it's, it will hit people who've got sisters harder. Yeah, yeah, than, well. You can still love the film, but if it, it, it just will, because, like, you know, I've got a sister, and for me, like, that's kind of been, like, a connection for us ever mm. since. Like, I'm the older sister. So I've always been Elsa, she's always been Anna. Like, it, that, yeah. kind of car- that, that kind of carries on. And I think, you know, which we've talked about in the, with other films, if you don't have that particular link, then it's not going to be the best for everyone. Yeah, exactly. So it's, like, that's a very, like, personal yeah. opinion, I think. Um, but, I mean, obviously positive, because they think it's really good. Yeah, so, and I suppose if you were look, to look at the word best objectively, you would hope that every film that's released was the best so far because yeah. you would want every film to improve on the last one. If you look at like, technically animation and story and music, etc., yeah, you would want true. every single film to improve. So if you look at it objectively, they should be the best. Since yeah, then. they sh- they yeah. should be getting better. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've seen that in the... In... That's not always true. <laughs> yes, in their history, that hasn't been the case. Um, but yeah, you're right. It should be It should be progressing. It should be more... The animation should be more mm. streamlined and more striking. So yeah. Um, and then Owen from Variety magazine said that Encanto is a lively, lovely, lushly... A nice illustration. Enveloping, digitally animated musical fairy tale. Ooh. I mean, those all of those adverbs are very accurate <laughs> to yes. describe this film I'd say I agree it's definitely livey like livey livey <laughs> I was like moving like I was like dancing like yeah, in, the cinema, in my like, chair I was, like, yeah bobbing. yeah my head was like bobbing around and it's definitely lovely and yeah it's, it's, it is a lush a lush film I agree. yeah um, and then Ben from Empire Magazine said, vibrant visuals, a stack of stellar songs, a story with real heart, uh, which makes for another Disney banger. Mm-hmm. 60 films in, The Mouse House still has that magic. Yes. I love that review. Yeah. yeah, I do as well. That was one of the fa- my favourite ones That's I found. That's really good. Because it sums it up very well. Yeah. Because it has definitely got real heart. That is one of the, I'd say, the yeah, very like key strength, points. Yeah yeah the visuals are so vibrant I've, I don't think I've the seen colors. many since I think the thing I compare it most to is Coco in terms of the colors yeah because obviously it's the same culture anyway yeah. so that makes sense but it's just so colorful there's so much to look at and it's it's just beautiful it reminded me a little bit of Zootropolis actually oh you know, yeah like, yeah different, I think there's lots of contrasting colors in there yeah um, that's that yeah and I think whenever they kind of want to bring like a new like world to life, they really push mm. the colour, don't they? So Yeah, they do. They like to make things stand out. Yeah. Um and yes, the songs are definitely oh. stellar songs. Oh. Yes. They are bangers in themselves. They are. <laughs> Forget the film. They are also bangers. Oh. Um, so yeah, very, very correct. Um, and then G. Allen from San Francisco, San Francisco. San Francisco. They said that 98 minutes of pure bliss, a story about how weaknesses can be strengths, strengths can be weaknesses, and how love and determination is way better than magic when it comes to healing a broken family. Oh my family. god, that's so beautiful. That, that one is that's that. it. That's the podcast done. He's Honestly, that's all we need to know about the film. <laughs> that's all we need to know. Like wow. that is I resonate with that. Like that is exactly what I was thinking when I saw that review. I was like, yeah, you know me. You know how I felt in that film. So, yeah, wow. very accurate. Um, and then Sandy from Common Sense Media said that Disney's delightful animated musical is a tribute to Colombian culture, magical realism, and the power of multi-generational families. Yes, yeah, yeah, 
yes, it's definitely yeah. one of those things. It's an amazing tribute to Colombian culture. I, I feel like obviously yeah. I'm not part of... Uh, Are you Indian not Colombian? Culture. No, spoiler, <laughs> another spoiler. But you can tell um, because the reaction to it has been very positive as yeah. well. And I, I think that's what we said loads in our previous episodes when we talked about culture and authenticity in films. But I think you only have to watch these interviews of on social media of the actors that are involved, and it's mm. it's the it's a culture they are already passionate about. Yeah. So and that comes out in their discussion and in their interviews, and I think that that does wonders. Yeah, yeah, it does. So really welcoming you in. We'll talk more in a bit about like your know, favorite bits, but I loved how this kind of really blends like. Spanish language as well into the English. Yeah, it doesn't feel I love the that. need to translate it. Yeah, it doesn't feel the need. It's like you, you, you're, you're in our world now. You're in our yeah. culture. So unfortunately, like if we use these different phrases, and it teaches you things. Like I learned Spanish from this film. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's like it forces you to be part of that culture, and that's the whole point. Yeah. Is it's like this is how we say these things, so that's yeah. how we're going to say it in this film. Yeah. We're not going to just translate it for you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's very very authentic. Yeah. And it just comes across the whole way through with just everything, especially the music as well. Oh. I think the way that that was obviously written and composed, like it just it it gives off the, the culture as well. I think. I mean, you listen to Lima Mon Miranda talk about them. He talks about his inspiration, like um, Isabella's one was inspired by um, Colombian was it Colombian pop music in the nineties. So like he's taken mm. like Colombian references. Yeah, and, and kind of put them onto the song and put them in the spin. Like he talks about those, and that's really really cool. Yeah, um, and the same. Like I know Jermaine Franco who did the did Coco score and this score. She mm. talks in the Franco again. Going to pitch <laughs> for scores podcast again. It's so good because <laughs> she was on. That was the first podcast I listened to. Episode I listened to from her from their podcast, and she talks there about how they went to Mexico to actually find musicians and kind of film musicians actually playing the correct instruments. So oh. she, she's she got a history of being yeah. really authentic with her music. And that comes up again in the score. You can tell that there's a real commitment to making it real. Yeah. And it makes such a difference. Yeah, it does. Because it makes it more believable. Yeah. Like you really believe that you've actually been transported mm-hmm. to that place when it's authentic. Yeah. I think that just, it just shows. Um, so that was the critics reviews. Mm-hmm. And then we'll move on to the audience reviews. Um, people have a lot to say about this film, actually. Interesting. <laughs> so some of these are long. Um, so, you know, bear with. Buckle in, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so someone on IMDb said uh, that this film is very unique and refreshing compared to most musicals from Walt Disney Animation Studios. I know. compliment that, I know, I thought that. This is mainly due to the musical genius of Lin-Manuel Miranda. The songs are foot-tapping and memorable. The animation is gorgeous. The humour makes you laugh. <laughs> I can't even say this word. How do you even say Raucously. that? Raucously. Oh, yes, raucous. There are several scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite embarrassing that I did a degree in language, isn't it? That is it? a little bit embarrassing. Um, we'll move swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> there are several scenes that make you emotional and tear up as well. And the vocal performances are the highlight. Yeah, I think the vocal performances like the voice yeah, acting so shines cool. through i think they're all really really yeah. good as well like obviously uh mirabelle is just you know oh, amazing so but i think everyone shines yeah. like no one's left in the background for me like i yeah. think it's it's a very much like a group effort with that and it, yes it's very funny very very the funny. only thing i would say about this review and i think this is the 
the trap you potentially fall into when you use someone. I love Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. But when you use someone that's that high profile and has their own kind of, um, like fan base. Yeah. They come in. I mean, to, to say that to say that this is refreshing compared to most musicals from like no Disney's musicals. Like Alan Menken is an incredible composer. Yeah. Any of the like you know the um the Sherman Brothers incredible music yeah so i think to come and say like well you know this one's better because it's got the mama miranda's genius in it I, that annoys me because mm. i'm like you can i love him and i think he's phenomenal and his songs are fantastic but that it's it's a different vibe that fits this film yeah if yeah. you put limon miranda songs in tangled wouldn't it, have worked. yeah it wouldn't work that's that's the thing like there's a reason he was part of this yeah this film it made sense. It's like with Moana, like you, it, it, it worked. It made sense. Like yeah. the characters that you have and their attitudes and the story that you're telling. Yeah. Um, I mean, you probably could have written them for Tangle, but it, it, when you look at his vibe and the kind of songs that he creates, they're just quite different. To, yeah. He is really good at choral songs in particular. Mm, He's really good amazing. at those. Um, and the kind of you know quick wit and that kind of stuff. So yeah. He could oh. write for anything, but I, I think it's a turn on and say you know, this is. This song is this. This film is unique and refreshing, mainly due to one individual. I don't think that's fair. No, yeah, I don't. I, I don't like it when someone says that like something's amazing just because of one person, because it just it kind of to me as well discredits. When you look like, at the volume of people that work on this, exactly. Film. Like that's what I mean. It discredits everyone else that's involved to me. Cause, like can, I yeah. watched it because of this, and that's the only reason it was good. And you like, can say that you love, you know, I love the songs. I love the Mama yeah. Miranda's like standpoint. I think it's great. You can say that, but to turn around and say the film itself is only great really because of that. Yeah, like mainly due. It's like you're yeah. kind of dismissing things. So, so yeah, that, that, that but, definitely... but they do go on and kind of have the positive things say about animation yeah. humor. But I just, exactly. I just, I think that is one thing that often kind of is a danger when you get someone really high profile to do something on a, on a film like this is because yeah. people will then kind of associate, kind of credit every success to that individual person. Yeah, because you get that as well when it's like a high profile voice actor yeah. as well. People yeah. are like, oh, I'm going to go see that because it's this person. It's like, oh, they were the best. And it's like, <laughs> sometimes the high profile people, yeah. obviously in this case, he was amazing, but sometimes they aren't actually the best. And it's yeah. just people are saying that because they, you know, yeah. they want to. So anyway, moving on uh, to another IMDb review. So they said that Disney's Encanto is a beautiful tribute to the strength of community, loving family and being true to yourself. There are also some very deep themes in this movie. So, yeah, that's do very true. Do they not think what they just mentioned are the themes? Yeah, I know. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking do you not want to start with that? You just said. <laughs> You've told us what the themes are, but I agree. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is It is a definitely a beautiful tribute to all of those things. That very much sums up the film, mm. I would say. Um, so, and then we have another one <laughs> that is very much uh, Lynn. This is a well weird review so he's they've said that Lin-Manuel Miranda knocks knocks out of the park once again are we surprised Question I mean mark. they're not wrong <laughs> no which is fine they put it in brackets as well um crafting songs that are also memorable and unique they truly feel like a blend of styles and work so well my only problem and this is very minor is that there wasn't one standout song an equivalent to let it go from Frozen or how far I'll go from Moana yeah this one got me a bit as well that, does, that doesn't really bother me, I'll be honest, because I think no. their, their princess films, princess films have that standout I yeah. want song from an individual protagonist. And That's I personally wouldn't say how far I'll go necessarily the standout. I, th- I think I want I think you're welcome. Yeah, I think how much. Well. I love yeah. how far I'll go. I love that song. But I, th- I think 
to again it's a personal opinion that they're the ones that stand out to you yeah but how far i'll go waterman that was like you know played everywhere like let it let it go was a, a... yeah let it go was everywhere <laughs> non-stop like still is it was a really. phenomenon um, i mean it was even referenced in this film in a in a line as well at the end yes so, yeah so yeah it doesn't stop no. <laughs> um so, so yeah i think like to turn around and say that, that you know there isn't one standout song if if a, if a um, soundtrack is written well, there shouldn't be a soundtrack. There shouldn't yeah. be a standout song. Yeah, yeah. Really. And I think the whole point of this film is all about togetherness yeah. and family and a community. So actually, it's not about one person. Yes, yeah. Mirabelle is the protagonist, but it's not just about her. No. The story would be meaningless if everyone else wasn't in it. So, like, I think yeah. the songs kind of reflect the whole community yeah, vibe I agree. and obviously there's individual ones but again it's like they rotate around like we get to hear everyone's yeah. story and then like so, when there was an audience member go that you can kind of like because the standout songs for me I, ha- I have my favorite song in, in yeah in the film and I think that's the beauty of this is that you go in and you kind of you know you see yourself you see your own kind of representation in that yeah. film of, of who, yeah. which family member you think you're like and exactly. that kind of stuff you get to make that choice and like resonate with that so so clearly that person doesn't think they resonate with anyone in that film <laughs> yeah so yes moving on um so another imdb user said that encanto marks a major turning point for the company the film proves how much disney has matured in its storytelling over the years through compelling dialogue, diverse characters, and resonant themes. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's like a turning point where it's like, whoa, no. everyone look, wow. Like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> like, it's it's like we were saying earlier, like, obviously, they're going to have improved because they've had time yeah. to improve. Um, and I think the, divi- the diversity is definitely, like, that's what's shone through, I think, yeah. recently with Disney in general, both Disney and Pixar. Like, that's that's become... Yeah, because I was going to say, like, I wouldn't class it as a turning point because if you look at the past previous films, we have Ryan and the Last Dragon. Yeah. Not, you know, that's that's meant to be um, South Asia. Yeah. Um, obviously, we had Frozen 2, where obviously they are white, but then we also had the um, the forest community. Yeah. The idea of them is obviously lots of them were, were non-white characters. Yeah. Um, obviously, Ralph breaks internet. <laughs> that's a whole other situation. That's a whole other thing in itself. But then we go back to Moana, which again is a completely different community yeah. again. So I think yeah. actually, like a lot of the the previous films that we've had, that there has been they're kind of in that growing diversity level that's been introduced yeah. through and through. So I wouldn't say this is a major turning point. I think we've been building to this for a while. Yeah. What I would maybe say is that it's maybe the most authentic in its entirety. Yeah, I I agree with that. Diversity. I think. Yeah. I think it is the most authentic of of the ones, the recent ones. I think definitely. I think because it pulls on so much real culture. Yeah, and the language the yeah, as well. Language. I think, I think it's things like part. that. Yeah, it's things like that. The whole community vibes. Yeah, I think I think I agree. I agree with that. Um, but I, I just don't think it's a turning point for anything. No, because it's like, like I major. Think, I don't think that. Yeah, I think we need to calm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean overall uh positive reviews it's more positive than i thought it would be not that i have anything negative to say about it that's not what i'm saying but like <laughs> yeah i just expect people to have irrational well, <laughs> opinions people, as we've had it in the past there were some extremely irrational ones but i was like i can't i can't say oh. this <laughs> because i was like this it basically it, it didn't even make sense oh, it wasn't no. even these were by people that weren't really forming sentences I see, I see. <laughs> so it was like why did you leave this review <laughs> um but generally obviously with the score being 7.7 7, 
the reviews are positive or they're yeah. kind of like in the middle where they're like I like this but as we've seen yeah. like a couple of these um but yes so yeah reception has been good so far and hopefully that will continue I'm sure it will <laughs> please stand clear of the doors por favor manténganse alejado de las puertas so that brings us on to Disney fun fact number two so the score of Encanto is by who Peyton has already mentioned Jermaine Franco um, who used traditional Colombian instruments and was, this was infused with Colombian rhythmic styles and this of course weaves in and out of the beautiful songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda such a match like Made in Heaven um, and the aim of using all of these things was to evoke the resonant landscape of Colombia the tenacity of the lead character Mirabel and the strength of family and shared humanity so that was the aim with the music they tried and it does to, that doesn't it? it definitely does that yes so yeah Fabulous. Well, that brings us on to segment number two, where we talk about the themes and messages of the film. So throughout the film, there are some standout themes and messages represented, which I think we've kind of touched on a little bit. Yeah. So basically, what do you think the main themes were in the film? So I think there's obviously like the common, I don't want to call them common ones, but you know what I mean? Like obviously family is a theme, but I feel like we're going to touch on the more deeper parts (laughs) within that theme. Yeah. So I think the things that I definitely thought when I was watching this film it was about how someone could feel like they're not enough because they don't have something someone else has Mm. um, or they're not doing something as well as someone else is doing it and so they're kind of comparing themselves to someone who is seen by society or by their family as successful Mm. and therefore they view themselves as not successful a failure and lesser basically than these people Um, so I feel like a theme for me, well, well there are lots of very, very deep, deep, deep themes in this film, I would say. Um, I think some of the themes are about kind of, you know, believing that you are valuable, like as you are, like you don't need something like a gift in this specific case. Mm-hmm. You don't need a gift to make a difference. You don't need a gift to be special. Uh, yeah. you don't need and then obviously like in a real life case you don't need <laughs> to have like achieved a certain thing to be successful yeah. you don't need to have been a certain stage in your life to be perceived as successful so I think it's about like societal pressure but also family pressure um and the fact that you kind of value yourself based on how you think other people see you mm. and based on how you are seeing other people and perceiving them yeah. uh, which I think we see this very much with Mirabelle and Isabella that's the I think that's a very strong one where Mirabelle feels like Isabella is like the perfect human being she can't do anything wrong um she must have an amazing life because she's always you know everyone loves her and she always seems happy and all this kind of stuff whereas as we find out later on that's not actually the case like she feels very like stuck and like contained in maintaining this perfect image that everyone wants her to be she kind of feels like that is her role in life but it's not what she wants to be doing so I think it's about like you know making sure that you remember that you are enough as who you are like you don't need something to make yourself special um and yeah like I said in the film like the gifts are the thing that is focused on heavily and we see this with uh, Luisa as well Mm -hmm. because she's a strong one and it's like this, you know, she's never going to like break down or anything like that because she's a strong person. And that's obviously what Mirabelle thinks. And then we see Louisa 
you know she literally has like throughout a song <laughs> about the pressure like that she has placed on her yeah we see that she has moments of weakness and she does get upset and she finds things too much and she can't take everything that she's she's given so I think it's about kind of the fact that you never really know how someone is you kind of have an idea of what you think someone's feeling or you know you think they're doing really well in life and they're happy because it looks that way um and obviously in this case I think this comes across like more in the whole family pressure thing as well because it's a big family everyone's got gifts apart from her and it's like she's been alienated which she has definitely been alienated as well like by her family because they you know visibly don't they well they say things to her that are not nice they don't really let her join in you know so she's she's been alienated from the family in that sense but she's also kind of in her own mind alienated herself from the family because she just associates herself as not worthy of being she feels different doesn't she yeah yeah she doesn't see herself as worthy because she didn't get the gift and so therefore her self-confidence is really low and the thing is she's interesting which we'll talk about later because we'll talk about characters in a bit but she's really interesting because normally when you see someone in a film feeling like that they're not so positive, I don't no, think. No, no. So I, I, I think that's a really interesting thing. Because normally when we talk about a theme like this, like I do feel like the characters are on the more of a kind of darker journey, like a sadder journey to begin yeah. with. Um, so I think that's also very interesting as well because it shows that she doesn't like to convey how she's truly feeling mm. to people because she's worried that if her family knew then they think she's even more of a failure, all this kind of stuff. I was going to say, yeah, because I think that, that comes from this idea that, like, she already feels separate and different. Yeah. And I guess she's kind of worried of, like, you know, if I if, if I kind of openly say that I'm a failure and I say, you know, then I then I am one. And like, yeah, like, this whole exactly. theme, isn't it, is like, the fact that, like, you know, be strong for your family kind of runs yeah. throughout. And she feels like she she can't, she can't feel sorry for herself because it's letting her family down. Already. Yeah, and, and it's like she doesn't have the right to feel sorry for herself as yeah. well because she they they really kind of especially um Aguila kind of regard her as a bit of an inconvenience a lot of the time she doesn't have anything to bring to the family so I think it's she's just very alienated she's just kind of like the other in the family yeah um and I think like that to me I found that very not relatable in terms of being an other in the family (laughs) but in terms of like you know having those moments where you just think like oh I'm not good enough because this person's doing this and that's better than me or they have achieved this already like they've already done more than I have and I feel like um that's a very relatable Mm. theme and I think it can be relatable in lots of different ways like I said like societal pressures family pressures like I think we all have those moments where we think like I'm I'm not I'm not good enough to be here or yeah. like I'm, I'm just not good enough like I'm not I'm not contributing because the whole thing with the gifts is that they contribute to the community as well and so like yeah. you know without a gift she's questioning like am I actually contributing anything to this yeah. community like am I am I worth being part of this magical amazing family um so yeah I think that one to me was the, the main one I kind of like the one that struck a chord with me the most I think because I think especially like as you saw the film go on as well you saw how much it actually really gets to her mm-hmm. um and yeah it just I think when she kind of l- lets it all out I think that's the moment where I thought like this this is hugely relatable because everyone kind of 
thinks everything's like fine everyone they think that everyone's like perfect and they think that they're the only one that has these fears about themselves and have this kind of low self-esteem and then she goes and sees Louisa and yeah, Isabella and she yeah. sees that they feel the same so yeah I say that's like one of the main themes yeah yeah, yeah. I'd agree because I think like to bring it into like current context and like cultural context and stuff mm-hmm. I think it's really relevant because I think everyone like from a younger generation in particular has a sense of imposter syndrome yeah yeah and this idea that like they're they're surrounded by people who are more qualified than they are and they're just trying to like get by without someone questioning why you're here (laughs) Um, yeah yeah and that really struck up with me with that idea of like you know so many young professionals now are young people are trying to you know think where's my place where do I fit and they they feel like you know someone's kind of put them there by mistake Um, and whether it's like career or you know any kind of opportunities and people seem to think oh I don't deserve this Um, and so it's like you're trying to kind of blend in because you're afraid that if you don't blend in you'll be seen for someone who doesn't fit who isn't part of this who isn't yeah, special exactly. um, so I, I agree with you I think that's quite a relevant one for right now because I think the, the world is so much about celebrating your achievements and everyone else's achievements are kind of thrown in your face through yeah not on purpose but things like you know social media is such a highlight reel for people that you know you're kind of constantly overwhelmed by someone else's success 24 7 yeah people you don't even know, you know, people's these successes. And I think that's quite like Mirabelle in this is the fact that she lives in this house with people who she's constantly made aware of. They are more gifted in red commas than yeah, she is. They're yeah. able to help people more than she is. They are succeeding in things every day. People are praising them every day. Yeah, and it's celebrated yeah, all the time. Yeah, and, and, you know, constantly she can say, you know, I did this today, I've achieved this today, mm. etc. And I think that's really relatable for today's society is this idea, like, you know, you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, constantly. Yeah. A constant comparison game of like you know where are you in your life if my friend is at this age and they're yeah. doing other things and they're further along in their career or they have a house or they're married and I, I think it it really matches up to that of constantly looking at the people around you and thinking I am lesser than those yeah. people yeah and this and feeling I... that you need to do something to change it because yeah. as much as Mirabel says you know in that in the in the first song Family Magic Girl she's like you know I'm just a special rest of my family I'm part of the family like it's all good but every day you can see she's she she tries too hard, bless yeah, her. Yeah, she does. To be special and just yeah. and and the problem with that then is that you you then so much effort to do that. Yeah, it's too much. You shouldn't have to put that much effort into yourself. It's an emotional yourself. strain, exactly. So I think like when you feel that way, you can kind of overdo it, and then you just lose sight of who you actually are because yeah. you're trying too hard to be somebody else. Um, yeah. And, and you forget what actually does make you special. Um, and I think mm-hmm. you know, that was one for me, I think that is very relevant in today's society is you're on your own path. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, someone else may be doing, have a different talent, someone else might have a different skill, but that doesn't devalue what you can bring to the table. Yeah. Um, so you shouldn't feel like you have to change to fit in with the people around you to, to kind of, you know, think, well, I, all these people are really good at science, so I have to pretend to know about science, yeah. you know. yeah. These people who are all about science will really like the fact that you can bring in something about, I don't know, geography. <laughs> like, because yeah. that's not part of their normal circle. So, great examples for me. Going back to my school days. <laughs> but I think that was really important to me. Like, you were saying, this idea. It's, it's kind of like the more active version of yours, I guess, where, like, it yeah. really talks about feelings. And I agree, because I think it can be so easy to feel, like, excluded. And to exclude yourself, and I've done it before, yeah. where yeah. you start to see yourself as different. And you think, gosh, like, I... I'm not part of this. So yeah. you then start to isolate yourself as a result of it because mm-hmm. you're aware of it and you're conscious of it and you don't want to look like you're forcing your way in and you're yeah. aware of that difference. So I think that theme and then kind of like 
what I'm saying is then like the, the the flip side of that is 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 that action and that idea that actually like you know from a culturally relevant point of view I think it's so relevant in today's society that idea of comparison we all compare ourselves yeah. to everybody else we yeah. try we shouldn't we, we try not to but you can't help it sometimes it's hard though when you're faced with it obviously we all have well most people have phones these days yeah. um and technology is so present and essential to our lives now yeah. so we're constantly seeing things about what other people are doing and then it's kind of like decisions are made from other generations usually mm. about where people should be and what they should be doing by this age or why that's so true yeah. actually that again translates to the film this idea that abuela yes, has exactly. these expectations of people and doesn't actually realize what they want and what they yeah want. that's a great point actually is that it translates to that generational gap and yeah. the idea that actually like you know just because you lived a certain way or you should think things should be a certain way doesn't mean that you have to impose that on other people. Um, yeah. And and, yeah. I, and again, you know, you look at those social media elements, I think Echo again, you know, you've got, say someone shares a, a post on LinkedIn about how successful they've been. And, yeah. You know, then, and then it gets shared and shared and shared and shared yeah. people. Yeah. Same with the community in, in Encanto where one person, one of the family does a great thing and then it, rumors and then it goes around the community so yeah. as mirabelle's walking around all these kids are like oh my god tell me about your gift your family is so special your family is so exciting yeah. like it's that idea that you're she can't escape that no um, and it's, it's like, really hard to try and push back from that it's really difficult it, yeah it is because it's like she's not allowed basically like it feels like she's not allowed to be part of that family because she's yeah. not because she and didn't. then when she tries to be herself yeah she gets told to stop like when yeah. she makes those beautiful little um oh little personalized candle, candle holders yeah and then when so i was like maybe some of us should just not help basically i know oh that woman <sighs> i mean we'll talk about in a bit but <laughs> I, mean, I get where she comes from a good place but i was like you need to just, i know just chill but, but it, like again when she tries to be herself yeah. She's told to not. And even her own yeah. parents are like, you know, you don't need to try so hard. And it's like, no, but she's trying to bring yeah. something to the table. Well, exactly. Like, obviously, we'll talk about characters in a bit. But one thing I will say is that those parents are not supportive enough of her at all. Like, I think they are. Again, we'll get to it. But on the face of it, they are. Yeah, I think but not. it's quite passive. I just think they should be noticing mm. how she's feeling, not just on the day that Antonio's about yeah. to get his gift, they should be noticing all year round how she's feeling and making sure they're supporting yeah. her because it's not she's not just feeling it on that specific day like it's heightened on that day it reminds her of what she probably perceives is one of the biggest failures of her life not receiving the gift and like, not knowing why and I think we all yeah. have that where we think you know why can't I be thinner why can't I be faster why am yeah. I not more clever why can't I get the job I want why can't I afford to buy these stunning clothes why am I not famous and sometimes there isn't a reason it's just there's just life that's just the way life is it's the way you're made up it's the way circumstances have have found you yeah so and that can be even more difficult because like you say she's she's got no reason for it there's no reason for her for so long as to why she hasn't been given a gift and I think that that links into when you said about about family and her parents and abuela comes back to that family theme and that idea that yes obviously family is important but I think one of the best parts about this in terms of family and themes is that it doesn't say, you know, our oh, family is, I mean, our family is everything. It's what it's saying. Yeah, it's idea, yeah. You know, family is everything and you must sacrifice everything for your family. And yeah. It doesn't do that. No, it doesn't. It's like you're allowed to be yourself within your family and the family yeah. works best when everyone respects everybody else and, and loves them for who they are, yeah. not yeah. what they can do for someone else. Yeah, exactly. 
And I think that's a really beautiful message because it's a slightly different take on family. And the yeah. idea that, you know, you don't have to do everything your family says because they're your family. It's, yeah. you're allowed to stand up and say, this is who I am. I love my family, but I'm not going to, mm. you know, hide myself away for years and years because my family, yeah. like, dis- disagree. Because we look at, you know, poor people who, you know, will, will not tell their family about their sexuality or yeah. boyfriends or jobs or girlfriends or whatever because they're afraid of being judged. I think that's quite an important message there is that you should love your family regardless, regardless yeah. of, of what's happened. I mean, sometimes there are exceptions, don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think like that's relevant to a Bruno's character mm, like, so, very oh. much so because, you know, he literally, he was given that gift. He didn't ask no. for it. He was given the gift of, you know, being able to see these visions of the future. And yeah. and to be honest, it's not the most helpful gift because he still has to interpret it. He yeah. doesn't get like a direct, this is happening in 10 minutes time. Like no. he has to interpret it, bless him. And so it's not his fault he got that gift. And it's not that fault that, that gift wasn't convenient no. for his family. Like he, he was doing what they asked him yeah. to do. And so again it's like they cast him out obviously he chose to leave but he felt like he had to leave because, because he was constantly the bearer him. yeah he was constantly the bearer of bad news and they, they didn't projected like it, didn't they? they project yeah. what they thought he was onto yeah. him without yeah. actually thinking no we've taken this the wrong way <laughs> yeah um, and then without thinking actually we should probably think about some of these things yeah. that he's actually said and talk to him yeah you know, rather than being like this is all your fault not just saying okay like sit down have a conversation with him yeah yeah because <laughs> um, his, you know he has feelings as well like and he's just cast out like and you, you yeah. see that obviously we don't talk about bruno oh song. what a song it's what so an absolute <laughs> such a good song and you know we, we later find out that a lot of these things were simply misunderstandings but they judged him because that's how they saw him as the person yeah. that causes all these inconveniences he brings bad and news and he also doesn't cause them he just tells people no. what's gonna happen it's not like yeah. he's like i've decided i'm gonna kill yeah. that fish he hasn't been like right <laughs> here you go i'm gonna kill your fish now he's yeah. like so he's not actually done these things himself like just saying no. something's gonna happen doesn't mean it is like so yeah, yeah. I, and i think that message that you don't always need to, you know me and my brother are very different people um and i think you don't always have to necessarily understand everything your family member does or agree with every single thing your family member does to love them Mm -hmm. um you don't it doesn't need to happen you're allowed to be different people in a family um yeah you know you don't and and that's a wider message isn't it of like you know other people have different experiences to you and you you don't you shouldn't project your plan onto everyone else and your because you know we all have individual experiences so what we would deem as 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 right and wrong or what we would deem as you know um like morally correct or things that we think you know actually that you know that's that's not appropriate or i wouldn't do that Mm-hmm. other people's experiences it's like parenting for example you know, different people have different parenting styles because of it they've been yeah. brought up but people yeah. will feel they need to judge other people and sometimes it's because they've been part of a cycle for so long that they for them that's normal mm-hmm. and i think all of these things come back to that idea of just respecting other people and there's no need to judge yeah <laughs> especially as it's not like he's done anything terrible either and even yeah. if he did you know like you have to think of it as, as like a family perspective mm-hmm. it's like yes you know it depends how terrible of course but it's like yes they've done this but also their family like and it's like I said it's not his fault that he got a gift that was a bit more ominous than everyone else's and it's the fact that they just decided oh that's a useless gift that's not helping us at all like all you're doing is making our lives worse it's like well actually if you tried to listen to him properly give him a chance because he he was saying to Mirabel he's like no one ever reacted well to my visions 
everyone always hated it. Like they just run off as soon as I told them because they just they'd be mad. Which is ironic because Isabella's vision by the sound things was a nice. Yeah, vision. it was a really nice so vision. They clearly so just give out the nice yeah. ones too, but no one so listens to those. Exactly, that's the problem, isn't it? Like they obviously chose to remember the ones yeah. they didn't like. So that that meant that they chose to deem him as someone who they just didn't want around. And yeah. they, they thought that, you know, actually he's not improving our lives. He, his yeah. gift isn't contributing to the community. It's worsening it. We don't need him here. Like, like the I, kind of vibes. I love that line, you know, when Mirabelle's like, you know, family weirdos get a bad rap. Like it is what it is. And uh, I don't yeah. think that happens. Is like most families do have at least one person where it's like the excuses, oh, it's just so-and-so. Oh, yeah 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 that's, that's just who like. they are yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think there's that reminder of like you know those people even though they may be a little bit odd a little bit different to the general family dynamic doesn't yeah. mean they're bad people doesn't mean no. they should be ignored and actually if anything else there should be more effort to put put into bringing them into a family fold so they feel yeah. included yeah definitely yeah yeah we put the world to rights there rosie yeah we have and i, I think as well like obviously we've talked about the gifts because how can you not talk about the gifts oh. that's the whole point of the film um but I think it's such a beautiful message like where you know these people are starting to be ripped of their gifts and then eventually you know they, they technically lose them mm-hmm. for a while and it's like they have to think about how to live without their gifts and who they actually are without their gifts and I think that's when they kind of see what it's been like for Mirabelle mm-hmm. like when the house is gone like they feel like everything's gone I think they finally and see like yeah how you know how hard it must have been for her and on the flip side they appreciate her so much more because they realize like wow like she didn't have any of our gifts that we had to help us and she still managed to remain so positive and she did so much for us like and they realize how much of a core person she is to the family which some of them realized before like Antonio what an absolute gem one of my faves um of course because he likes animals I knew you'd like yeah (laughs) (laughs) but he's also so cute and kind and not judging because that's the thing like obviously this does happen with kids in films because you know that kids don't make judgments in the same way that adults make they don't see people in the same way and he doesn't care that she doesn't have her gift she like he still wants her to hold his hand when he's walking up to the door whereas the other the rest of the family they're like this they're thinking this is gonna be bad luck like we can't have it anywhere near Mm. this door like he should not be holding her hand that's the kind of vibes I was getting when they all gave her those like looks those dirty looks um so yeah I just think that's also a nice like thing to show yeah yeah I agree and then I think also on the gifts the idea that like your gift can be what you make it so just because you know for example you know embrace your gifts for what you want them to be for so you know perhaps you're really good at I don't know maths and you've been told to be an accountant so you're an accountant but you don't really like being an accountant yeah. what you want to do is go and be a maths teacher or something like that yeah yeah but for yeah. so long you've been told like this is what you're good at this is what you're yeah. supposed to do yeah is that like trusting that kind of gut inside that's like like Isabella is really good about the idea that like she creates all these beautiful things but isn't actually reaching a full potential no what she no. can what she can do and so just because you've you've got a gift and someone's told you how to use it doesn't mean that that's how you should use it you know yeah some people think about using their gift in the most practical way so perhaps you know if you're or, or they don't use the gift at all so people who are quite chatty or confident end up in kind of jobs that are more kind of reserved and they don't and, and admin focused and no one yeah. speaks to them and it's about making the most of your gifts in terms of how that makes you happy um yeah you know taking what you're good at i always say this to people when they're like i don't know what i want to do with my life with jobs i'm like look at what you enjoy yeah and what yeah. you're good at and go from that because that's where 
you're going to get the most joy and satisfaction is when you're doing something you know you're good at, but you enjoy doing it as well. Well, yeah, that's so true. Because if you look at their gifts, like it's not necessarily that they actually enjoy the gifts that they have as well. Like if you look at Lisa, like she likes being strong, but she constantly feels like she has too much on her plate because she knows that that's what her yeah. gift is and that's what she's good at. She just thinks, well, I have to do it. Like, that's what I should be doing. Well, it's like what I expect me to do. As well. she, her gift, she doesn't seem to enjoy her gift at all. No. Why, why would you enjoy being, like, rained on and, like, a hurricane I, To be fair, head? I would love that gift and that would be so much fun. And she'd be like, that would be a great gift. But I think she... You, you, she, she's very rarely happy with it is she and I think you're right yeah. this is idea that like sometimes you're good at things that no one teaches you how to do so you know when people are like you know are they really good at dance but you never went to dance lessons or you're really good yeah. at writing but your family pushed you like to go and do science you know yeah. there are things where people are kind of pushed to do things they don't want to do and actually their, their gifts are meant for more or different things. yeah yeah because I have to admit like when I was watching this and I saw them all with their gifts to begin with in the house I was thinking it's kind of a bit like a circus show in the way that it's run yeah in the sense that like they are putting on a show every day with their gifts yeah. because like Isabella feels like she has to like oh, have all yeah. these flowers and be like amazing and stunning all the time and like I said Luisa feels like she has to be always lifting heavy things and like I just think that they they wake up and they feel like right I have to do this today. Well, you this see it, don't it. you? And it's, it's instilled from Abuela when we see them having yeah. that breakfast when she's like, so today yeah. we're going to help support the community twice as hard. So yeah. People are ded- dedicating their entire lives to mm. support. And like, like when Louisa just wants a holiday. <laughs> yeah, I know. They never get That's a day fair. off. They never get to relax. No. They never get to just do things when everything is kind of like for other people. And yes, it's important to think about other people, but like... We all need me time. <laughs> Just because they have a gift, like, obviously it's good to share your gift, hmm. but it doesn't mean that doesn't they have a responsibility you. every single day yeah. to do, to help people. Like, I think the message, one of the big messages is that, you know, people are more than their gift. Yeah. Like, your I gift mean, isn't the only thing. You make incredible brownies, but it doesn't mean that you stand around <laughs> 24-7 baking brownies for all your neighbours yeah, and people, imagine. is it? <laughs> like, it's not... Because then the gift, you could like start to resent your gift, which I think some of them that then do yeah, start to resent do. what makes them special, and that's do. what's really sad. So yeah, I think my idea yeah. that like your gift, your gift, and, and you know what you're good at is great, but it doesn't define you. No, um, yeah, and, and it I shouldn't think be your whole personality. <laughs> definitely, exactly. Like that's that's the whole thing of like you're more than your gift. Like that doesn't mean that that's all you have to do all the time. That that's not it shouldn't be expected from you. But obviously, this is what goes back to what I was saying about like societal pressures and family yeah. pressures you have that instilled in you because other people are making you feel that way. Sometimes you make yourself feel that way. It can be very much like a self-inflicted And same thing. with that, the imposter syndrome I was saying before. Yeah. That's a self-imposed feeling, but it's because of the way that society puts this, like, yeah. like girl boss and side hustle and, oh, like, grind yeah. culture. It is, Where yeah. we all feel, like, 24-7 we are supposed to be bettering ourselves doing yeah. yoga doing online courses volunteering like Honestly, and then also yeah. getting eight hours of sleep and socializing yeah, and yeah exercising and <sighs> everything else that we're expected to eating do eating really healthily having your meal prep for yeah. like seven days but also for loads of money and going on holidays yeah but also seeing your family and it's like that's not yeah and it's like it's not good enough if you've not done this yet no. like you should be doing this this and this and this and it's, it creates that that vibe where you just feel like you're always behind because I always feel like this I always yeah. feel like I'm behind people or I feel like I've not done enough with my day yeah I feel like I should have done more I, and 
I, I don't like that feeling and sometimes it's self-inflicted but it is very much like it's a result of the environment yeah that we it live is. In at the moment yeah it's what society's like at the moment and that's kind of how it how it is and you have to kind of stop and remind yourself sometimes actually like it's meant to be your life not their yeah. life so it shouldn't matter what other people are doing as long as what you're doing is what you want to be and doing. if you lie in bed one day and watch netflix all day and don't like clean and you have a takeaway one day is okay like it's even <laughs> more than one day like take like, a whole yeah. week to do well, that yeah. if you want like it, anything you want to do within reason of course not encouraging anything <laughs> dodgy here is is fine like you you don't have to prove yourself I think is yeah. what I'm trying to say yeah. and I think that's what Mirabelle feels like she's trying to do when she tries too hard like you said earlier she feels like she has to prove her worth mm-hmm. in the family and I think that's something that I think we all feel um not necessarily within families but I guess sometimes in families you've got comparison between maybe your siblings yeah um or like cousins like in terms of like careers or like living situations and things like that and milestones perhaps and I think you definitely have like that general, you know when someone's like so what's new in your life oh yeah yeah do you it's know? not always something new in my life yeah. sometimes yeah. i just have, i've watched the big bang theory again and yeah. i've eaten my favorite meal of corn meatballs again and yeah. i have yeah. just so, worked and i have sorry. done my job as i'm supposed to do it and yeah. i've just chilled on the couch and watched coronation street like that's yeah. been my week sometimes nothing yeah. new has happened but the thing is like that's absolutely fine and, and obviously also people ask me about your life is fine but sometimes it's the way that it's it's phrased yeah. like it's the the implications you this is a loaded question you know it's a loaded question because it's like have we progressed yeah have we have we achieved <laughs> have we moved forward since we last yeah time? are we worthy of moving into the next year like it's it's honestly that because I get that a lot when I have conversations with people where they're like oh so what are you like how's your job going or yeah. like what are your plans for the future oh. I'm like do you know what maybe I don't have a plan because maybe every day I have this inner turmoil of like what I'm trying to do <laughs> what I want to do like I can't like sorry that I don't have a an answer to just churn out every time someone asks you know that's why like if I ever ask someone a question about their life it's normally like oh like how like it's specific so it'll be like you know how's how's work at the minute or like you yeah, know like not yeah. like what's your plan in work it's like yeah, how yeah, are yeah. things everyone has, has a work story <laughs> yeah yeah everyone has something they're working on at work um or say things like you know like you know how, if you know someone's family or you know you had a birthday how was your birthday like asking specific Ooh. things rather than giving someone an open playing field but it's like tell me what's special about you right now <laughs> yeah yeah and but that is how it feels yeah you know like people do even word things in that obviously in that like brutally blunt way but that's what you hear <laughs> when people say yeah. things like that that's what you hear and you think oh and I panic and I'm like, oh, I don't know what what's what's a good enough answer to that. Like, yeah. what what should I say? Because I don't want to look like what a makes me sound like a successful. Human yeah, being. like what will get them to leave me alone? Is, <laughs> is how how I see it. Um, but I think you know, as as we've discussed here, I think like one of the most important messages from this film for me, and I think this is why I cried a lot during this film. Obviously, it's a very emotional film anyway. Mm. But I think one of the things that struck with me so much was the fact that there was a message of just you know it's okay to be you like it's okay to be who you are like just be yourself being yourself is enough enough. you don't need anything else and I think that's something that I forget a lot in my life like I'm always thinking I need to be doing more like this isn't good enough like but really you know 
we just need to believe in ourselves and our journey and that we're on the right path and we're doing everything we can (laughs) yeah like we it doesn't it's not about what you've achieved or you know what your plans are or how impressive you know the brunch you had was the other day I mean although brunch is great it is great (laughs) (laughs) but it's not you know life isn't a competition and I think within this family there are definitely competitive yeah like vibes in the sense that people want to have like the best gift and like yeah want to be the most useful like my gift gift. is the most important yeah no one says that but you do get a sense of like you know people feel that they need again that they need to prove themselves within the family Mm. like my gift is useful here yeah yeah Yeah, which is interesting because I think it's it's interesting that people with the gifts feel like this is the interesting thing about life is that you always think it's gonna be the person without things that feels like these emotions but actually often you can have all of the things in the world that you know you think would make you happy and actually you're not happy it's it hasn't worked out that way so it's it's kind of saying that you know like there is no right way to to, to live, live your life. life. There's no one you know shortcut no. through life. There's no one thing that will resolve your problems. You're always going to have things that you're not happy with, and so I think it teaches you as well um, that you know the best thing to do is embrace yourself mm-hmm. and just be happy and make the best of what you do have. And I think that's definitely what you know Mirabelle tries Mm. she tries to do she does try too hard um but yeah I I just think it's such a beautiful beautiful film Mm. with the the themes and messages very very deep um, I agree so I suppose the key takeaways from that are the idea of like um being you is enough yeah comparison is the thief of joy yes yeah I love that I love that saying yeah (laughs) idea of like focus on your own journey and don't get caught up in other people's from the sense of you know, don't compare yourself, but also don't judge other people, like leave them to yeah. them. What unless someone is actively hurting you with their choices, yeah. which could have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> or, you yeah, know, yeah. Do what you need to do. But if someone else is just living the life and you might not agree with it, you might not be on yeah. board with it, but if it's not affecting you, leave them be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let people live their lives. Everyone's facing some sort of struggle. So don't make life hard harder than it needs to be for everyone. Like be kind. Yeah. you know like I think that's another thing yeah make is... people feel guilty for being themselves basically yeah yeah don't make unless them being feel... themselves is illegal <laughs> yeah in which case fine and just don't you know if you're like a mass murderer you might want to maybe check in on that you know yeah we're, there's... we're not really talking to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sure you still have your issues and your problems but maybe like you know go and see a therapist yeah like <laughs> murder yeah, is I mean... not the answer people no it's not it's very much not and I think the other thing to note is that like what do you really stand to gain from criticizing someone's life? Do you ever feel you know? that? Like I've been. Yeah. I mean, I went to an old girls' high school, so it was very gossipy. Mm. And you know, university for me, and like you know, I've been part of theatre culture for a very long time. Yeah. That is naturally at times quite like a gossipy, judgy place because yeah, you spend yeah, so yeah. much time together and kind of rumor mills. Yeah. And I felt at times where I've kind of been caught up in situations where I'm like if anyone watches Selling Sunset you'll know what I mean (laughs) at the minute with like Christine and Chriselle and Mary this is what I'm thinking about if anyone watches that is this idea that like if you get too obsessed with somebody else and what they're doing even if you don't agree with it it consumes you and it's exhausting Mm -hmm. and it doesn't what they're doing doesn't impact you it doesn't affect you it doesn't affect your journey no but when you make it when you kind of question and judge too much and you you know you become invested in someone else's story for no reason other than to judge it 
it's exhausting and it makes you yeah. feel dreadful. It, it does. It wastes your time and energy, really. Because talking badly about people actually makes you feel dreadful. Yeah, it does. It's not it worth does. it. <laughs> it's, it's a toxic energy, really. And I just think, like, you know, when people are happy and they're successful like what why would you need to bring them down as well like I always think that it's like be happy for people Mm -hmm. maybe you're jealous because that's you're allowed to be jealous like that is a natural human emotion we're allowed to be jealous but don't let that take over from you know being happy for your friend or your family member or colleague like there's no gain from that it makes you feel worse it gets you stuck in a toxic cycle and focus on you and what you've achieved yeah i love that quote that's like you know current you has what past you was aiming for yeah yeah yeah. i love that idea and you actually because it can become so easy to kind of get you know take what you have for granted and what you've achieved for Mm. granted because it's in the past now so i think that's really important is that idea of looking at where you are now and actually this is where you wanted to be for so long yeah whether it's school university living in your own apartment or home whether you have a pet, whether you have a job that you love, whether you are married, whether you are living abroad, you that you we've all had dreams at some point, like you mm. know, mm-hmm. very small or very large. We all have you know this different. Like I want my, my, my Winnie the Pooh cookie jar is one of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> like we all have these things that at some point in our life we thought, oh, I wish I had that. Yeah, yeah. And we have them now. Mm-hmm. And I think when you become so obsessed with other people's journey, you miss out, miss out on your own. Yeah, you, you do. It it kind of gives you a bit of a cloud I would say above your own journey clouds (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes very relevant (laughs) to the film please stand clear of the doors por favor manténganse alejado de las puertas so Disney fun fact number three um Encanto and Ryan and the Last Dragon which were both released in 2021 this year mark the first time in Disney history that two human female protagonists from two different Disney animated canon films have appeared within the same year that's crazy it is it's kind of like one of those things where it's like amazing that's great and then it's like how has that not happened why is it taking us this long yeah 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 it's like we're in 2021 that's interesting but obviously it is amazing and you know both great films Mm -hmm. as well and there are strong, strong women. And they're also it. two human, non-white female. Yes, exactly. Another so as well. another um, there's diversity there as well, which can be celebrated. Representation is great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but strong, strong year mm-hmm. definitely for Disney animation. Um, so we've already kind of brought up some of the characters and mm-hmm. um, we're going to go in a bit more detail now I think because they they deserve the detail <laughs> um so we can't talk about characters without talking about the protagonist because oh. as much as I said it's about all of them of course <laughs> we are seeing mostly her journey yeah. um intertwined with everyone else's um so what do you think of Mirabelle what, what are your opinions oh I love Mirabelle I just think she's so I know she's just so well-intentioned yes yeah and i just think she's so selfless as well like, even when like antonio's getting his gift she could have just like locked herself in a room all day and been yeah sad. yeah she doesn't she goes out with her family to the town and they all go out and then she comes home and she's helping with the deliveries she's put all that effort into oh her family's lovely little candle mats that is so oh, cute i know the thought that went into that she that. doesn't have to do um and then she's made a present for antonio oh that present made me cry oh of course it did, it was an animal. <laughs> it was, she made an, a tiger stuffed animal and I it just got me. It's a tiger. 
Yeah. I thought it was a leopard. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. It's a oh, leopard. I was starting to think I was questioning my no. abilities. <laughs> like, no. I was like, oh, I think, no. It's either a leopard or a cheetah. It's, it, I think oh, it's if it's a, a cheetah, I'll love it even more. I think, well, we'll have to look it up. We need to find out now. We do. <laughs> um, but yes, you're right. I was assuming it was a leopard because the leopard then appears later on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that would make sense. And I think the animals in this film are from Columbia. Yeah, I don't think well. you get cheetahs. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> anyway, besides the point. It's just so cute. So yeah, anyway, carry on with your point. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think that she is she puts other people before herself all the time. Yeah. She does. A beautiful quality, but also quite toxic for herself. Yeah. And the fact that she pushes yeah. and pushes and pushes and pushes to be like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine when she's clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. she's and it means that actually Obviously, we then have that later like explosion with Abuela because mm-hmm. she's never sat down and said to Abuela, "This is how I feel." You know, a bit like when when she puts the mats out and Abuela's like, "You know, I know you're trying to help. Maybe you should let other family members, you know, do things." At that yeah. point, Mirabel should have gone, "No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I'm helping. Just tell me what I can do." Um, but instead, she just kind of holds it in, is polite, and leaves. Yeah. The problem is she's done that for so long. Yeah. Then when they have the argument and she's like, this family is broken because of you. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think, like, because she stored all that up for so long, mm-hmm. it means that then when she does kind of explode, it's a big... People aren't yeah. expecting it because it's a big explosion. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she's... And it's, it's not a fault at all, um, but it's more this idea of it's not healthy for her at all no. because it, it really drags down who she is. And it, it, it stalls her journey, as we've said, because she can't progress while she's too busy trying to convince everybody else that she is progressing. Yeah. Um, but I, I think her relationship with her mum is lovely. I love her relationship with her dad, the way that she speaks with her cousins, her positivity yeah. in life, her like acceptance of kind of anyone. Like even when she meets Bruno, who's obviously like, uh, you know, this kind of like man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Um, she's not even scared of him. She no. like she's so friendly and open and kind, which is interesting because she's obviously someone who hasn't had the most affection really from her family yeah. growing up because no. she I mean her, her mum her mum does yeah her mum and her dad do try but even like you know that kind of constant subtle rejection from Ab- Abuela over yeah. and over and over again can really push someone down and make them feel yeah, like they don't definitely. matter and push them into themselves which makes it harder to think about other people so I think yeah. it's a marvel really that she is so thoughtful about other people mm-hmm. and she herself is kind of like mistreated a lot in the family yeah um, yeah the way that yeah. Isabella speaks to her, like, you know, I know, like, they don't get on like a sister's, but, they, you know, in the film, that Mirabel doesn't do anything wrong to Isabella no. at all. Isabella's the one kind of throwing her, like, shady looks and, like, flicking her hair in her face and, like, the, the way that she's treated in the family is, like, she's an inconvenience and a nuisance. Yeah, like, it, most it people, is. Yeah. You know, whether it's lighthearted or kind of serious or whatever. So I yeah. think that it's, I really admire her as a character that she's able to kind of and, and the fact that she wants to help her family because her I family know. at times aren't nice to her. No, yeah, she could easily have just given up on that family yeah. a long time ago. So I'm, I'm when the house is breaking, like, well, not I've got a gift, not my problem. Yeah, not my problem. I can't like, fix that. You, you never wanted my help in the in the yeah. past, so like I'm yeah. not gonna help you now. Um, and I think you know when she has that vision from Bruno where she thinks she's the reason the magic is breaking. It's that horrible feeling where like the, the and then when Abuela's like you were in that vision for a reason. Yeah. It's that horrible sense, you know, when you think something about yourself and then yeah. someone else says it out of spite. Yeah, yeah. And you don't forget that. You, you no, it's When your kind of worst fears of who you are are kind of confirmed by someone else and what they, especially someone that you love or someone that's really yeah. special to you, 
that never goes away. So no. I think the fact that she's had so many things like that said to her about, like, you know, you're like, you know, stay out of the way, like, don't ruin things. You always ruin things. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just think she's really, really strong as a character. And I really admire her commitment and her love for her family when, in fact, it could be quite easy for her to be like, you've never supported me. Why should I support yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. She could be so spiteful. And... She could be. She could be so bitter and sad yeah. and, and, and lazy, not do anything. She... And the thing is, she would be within her rights to be yeah. like that. Because the, the treatment she has had yeah. hasn't been nice. And that's not by everyone, as you said. Oh, when there are people that are photograph that she's not included in. That breaks oh. my heart it's every the fact time. That no one notices. The fact that, that when no one notices, it goes, oh, wait for Mirabelle. No yeah. one does that. No, and that's that's it. Like that Everyone is... in that family is responsible for that. That's not yeah. one person. Exactly. Everyone can see that she's not in that photograph. That's what I mean when we go back to earlier. I say her parents mm. yes they can be good and supportive but in my opinion not enough <laughs> not enough because they should have been like oh where's our third daughter you know where's like, wait a second Mirabelle is not here yeah like I'm sorry how do you not notice that so and it's clearly something that happens regularly I feel like where they take these kind of like pictures at like family moments stuff. that aren't yeah and family. and she also you even though like they haven't asked her like you can tell that she feels that she's not meant to be there because even yeah. before Antonia walked I was up, just thinking this, yeah. Oh, you, if it is your next point, please. No, no, you go, go you go. <laughs> um, like, she stands out of the room. Oh. She doesn't even go into the room. She watches through the window. Yeah, and it's like, she knows in her head, she's thinking, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not meant to be here. I'm not welcome. I'm not worthy of being here. I shouldn't be here. But then obviously we see Antonio. Oh. He needs her. But anyway, but you yeah, carry no, on. No, I, I, no, I agree, because in that moment, when I watched that, I thought, she's thinking I'm better off out here where I can't yeah. cause trouble. Yeah, out of the way. Oh, yeah. and my heart with that. Because, again, her family aren't saying, where's Mirabelle? No, no one's No noticed. one does that. No one checks for her. Um, No one goes, come on. Like, you know, if that was my mum, I'd like to think that my mum would be like, come on, come and stand with yeah, me. Yeah, like, fine. come on, like, you'll be fine. We, we can get through this. Yeah. That's- like come come and stand with me, me dad and your sisters, and, and we'll be you know we'll be yeah. fine. We're here if you need us, but that doesn't happen. And it's like, yeah. I, I, that baffles me. For and um, that's what's so funny is this family kind of claims that they are so close, they are yeah. like the invincible Madrigal family, and they're you yeah. Know, but actually, they don't look out for each other really. No, like their well being is not really a priority. It's no. it's about how they appear. It's, it's all like work. a facade, isn't it? Even you know, like when yeah. when the the fiance comes dinner and everyone's like, everyone must be perfect. It must be perfect. Yeah, yeah. And that's exhausting. Like trying to be perfect twenty four seven. Like it's like when you're going to meet into people that you don't know for an hour, you come out and you're like, Fuff. It's like, raining. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and the problem is, no, no one can focus on other people because they are so focused on getting things right themselves. Yeah, so it's really yeah, hard. And, and the thing is with that is like again, I think we've all been there. Like when you're so focused on trying to get everything right and say the right things and do the right things, you're ruining the moment for yourself and you're yeah. missing out on things. And it actually makes it worse. Like I've done this so many times where I'm like, why was I like that? Because if I was just myself, it would have gone better. And I'd have enjoyed it, what I was yeah, doing. Yeah, and that's the thing. You look back on those memories and actually all you remember is how you felt when you were trying mm. to make yourself seem a certain yeah. way or yeah, so make true. sure you say the right things. So, so true. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and, and I love the fact that kind of, Mirabella towards the end realizes that she's not the problem. Yeah, <laughs> she feels yeah. like she's the problem the whole way through. Yeah. And actually, when she has that moment with Abuela and Abuela tells her her story, mm. and she goes, "You know what? Like, doesn't hold a grudge, isn't mean. 
she's like, we can fix this. And she takes charge of a family yeah. that is really broken. Yeah. A family that's never tried to fix hair and never yeah. tried to yeah. put hair back together. But she's like, yeah. this is my family. These people that I love, you know, these are my priority. Um, and I can help. I can use who I am for good. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, yeah, I think she's an amazing protagonist. I don't think yeah. she's got any bad qualities, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think... <sighs> I love how quirky mm. she is as yeah. well. Like, I love her green glasses. Oh, I love yeah. her whole look, her outfit. Her outfit. Oh. Wow, I, I need that dress. I know. I need it. And her bag that she's clearly made and she's got a name on it. Oh. So, so cute. And I think, I, I don't know, like, obviously she's not a Disney princess, so I'm, I don't want to compare it too much to them. But I think she's got that kind of, realistic look about her mm-hmm. like everyday person kind of look about yeah. her do you know what I mean like relatable like yeah. in in terms of you know she's not perfect and even like know? the little like in you know like the little um details where like before she goes into the hole in the wall to follow Bruno she pushes her glasses up against her nose yeah glasses are falling uh, down. I could relate to that I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I know this feeling <laughs> so I think though yeah those little things make her yeah. relatable as a person and yeah I yeah. just don't think she has any negative qualities I think no. she's even you know when the children are like pestering her like you know what's your gift she doesn't tell them to shut up no. or get lost she keeps so entertaining them and is like just wants them to, to make people happy yeah um, and potentially her downfall I think <laughs> I think yeah thing. it's not a bad thing I think she just obviously she causes herself a lot of pain mm. and stress and you know uses a lot of energy trying to be someone yeah. she's not or trying to be what people want her to be yeah it's not a negative you know that she's still great and it's horrible that she's had to feel like that because yeah. often when you do feel like that it's actually not it's not just come from you no. um so yeah I just think she's so positive when I think she's been through a very traumatic event that yeah. event where she didn't get that gift in front of would the haunt you for life. community yeah that would haunt you for life oh, so everyone knows that you're not the special one yeah 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 because they talk about her in that way don't they yeah that guy like, with the delivery is like yeah. I thought you the not so special special because yeah. you know you didn't get a gift <laughs> yeah and it's like uh, it's like wow like but even then she's not like excuse me yeah, she's not she's like, like oh. she's just like, thank you for the, the fireworks. Like, yeah, so she's like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. And I think it just takes a lot of courage and bravery to manage to carry on because obviously she's a lot older and at this point mm. than she was when she didn't get her gift. And she's clearly managed to, you know, still be kind to her family. And that's the thing. What annoys me is that because she hasn't got a gift, people are like, oh, well, she's not helpful. She's not going to help the community. But really, being herself is enough. She yeah. doesn't actually need a gift no. to help the community because we see what she does. She has a positive impact and everything she, she touches, like everything she's part of. And I think, obviously, that's you see that with her sisters. But I think for me, like with Antonio, the fact that he oh, chooses yeah. her to, yeah. you know, to be, be hit. Yeah, to walk him down. And the fact that, the, you know, even when he's hiding under her bed, oh. I know they share a room at that point. But it still shows yeah. that he really, really loves her and he takes comfort in being around her. And yeah. I think you can you can see there's a really close relationship there between them. And you can see that she's so selfless. And the fact yeah. that, you know, when he said, what if, like, I don't get my gift? Like, 
she's not there like well it can happen I mean it happened to me yeah. like she's like that's impossible I know I love like, that oh. that's never gonna happen and she's like if it does then you're, you're stuck with me for the rest of your life <laughs> and she's just so cute because she could have easily made that into a really stressful situation for him All if she her. wanted to yeah she could have been so spiteful and been like well I'll just be like what happened to me like she could have get that. over it and it'll be fine yeah but no she makes him a gift and yeah. she reassures him comforts him and you can tell that he feels the closest to her and wants her there the most to walk him down that um towards the door and it's just that to me just shows and even like when he gets his gift she cushion off bitter it's not like a part of her is hoping i hope he doesn't get a gift either so yeah yeah like, she really wants him to and it's when she's going you know like you having a gift is the most important thing to me and yeah. she means it like she, she genuinely does. wants the best for everyone in her family she does because maybe she's... apart from Isabella. <laughs> well yeah but even then you know like she's not as spiteful as she no, could she's be not. given given how Isabella is to her a lot of the time she doesn't actually do anything wrong she just no. kind of is a bit resentful of her which I understand to be fair yeah which and it's that classic like what we were saying before comparison like every time she looks at her, she she's she's seeing this perfect, almost idea of what. And everyone else is. calls her perfect. Yeah. So yeah. so then she's like, oh, I'm not her. So like, you know, I'm I can't be that special, that kind of thing. Um. Yeah. I, I just think she's very admirable. Yeah. And very brave. Um. And a very good role model. Uh, for yes. women. Yeah. Definitely. For anyone um, as well, obviously. Women, yeah. But I think for anyone in the way that they kind of approach life and they approach their problems and kind of overcoming hurdles is that idea yeah. of, you know staying positive and, and 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 not I mean I know she kind of say so don't compromise on being you because obviously she does she has moments where she tries to be someone yeah. else yeah, but yeah, as a general yeah. rule throughout it she is herself she's a quirky singy self like she's yeah. positive she doesn't you know obviously when she makes these little mats for people I can't get over that I, was just I so know cute. it's, it's so but you cute. think of how many years it's been that she's kind of had no gift she's still trying to show like showcase her talents in her yeah and I look one thing you said about, about her being brave and courageous when she does those jumps over those like oh, in, the, in yeah. Bruno's tower this is a woman who was like never left this little casita run community yeah doing these like massive jumps i'm gonna save the magic i'm climbing up all these stairs like yeah it's very easy to be like i tried I yeah oh it. well i wasn't meant to be like I'm, I'm a failure as always like that kind of thing yeah but she's she so doesn't. dedicated and she's determined so, yeah so yeah uh big fan of Mirabel. anything i just want to add <laughs> no no i feel like we've probably got everything <laughs> I, I think she's one of my favorite disney female protagonists favorite protagonists in general Ooh. as well I love her. What a woman. Um, okay, so we talked about Mirabelle quite a lot, mm-hmm. um, which is understandable. But there's a lot of people oh, in this oh. film. So <laughs> without going through them one by one, <laughs> otherwise we'll basically be singing Family Man. I know. If you want to hear more about them, press pause. Yeah. <laughs> okay, listen to the first song on the soundtrack and then come yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, it will give you more context. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're not going to go too deep. Oh, no. um, so, what are your thoughts on the rest of the family members, or specifically, I guess, like, did any of them stand out to you? Mm. Like, which were your favourites, I guess? Interesting. So, um, my my favourite is probably Louisa. I think oh, I she's love her the too. one that I kind of um, like relate to the most. Mm. Um, I wonder if it's because, like, oh, her song, which we'll get to. Later. I love her song. Oh, but I feel like I resonate with that quite a lot because I'm like the eldest sibling. Mm. Um, 
I, don't, I mean, no one's ever said to me, you know, you have to get everything right, but there is always a kind of like pressure when you're older that you you would get things right and that, you know, yeah, that happens that, you know, but you're the eldest, you should know better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of sense. And I just think that idea that, you know, you need to always look like you've got your life together. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I'm terrible at saying no to people. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone wants something or needs something from me, like I'm very, I'm just not good at being like, no, that's like, not, I haven't got time or... Mm. I'm really bad at that <laughs> and I think that's quite like Louisa where she's like you know everyone's like can you do this can you do this can you do this can you do this and that 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 is me <laughs> I also say yes yeah. to everything and it sometimes it does just get a bit exhausting so I, I like that kind of presentation of someone who you know presents themselves not even like in that perfect way like Isabella does but the idea that like someone who's kind of constantly on the go constantly trying to like help other people um, I mean, I, like I was like, not too loud. Like I am loud, <laughs> but like mm. someone who doesn't kind of stand and shout twenty four seven about what they're doing, and, and like, yeah, and maybe from like you know from other people doesn't have the perfect life in inverted commas, like because she's you know she's not engaged to somebody, she's not kind of yeah. you know she's not necessarily the favorite. She kind of goes quite under the radar for the things that she does. Um, not that I'm trying to boost myself up, <laughs> but like, but that sense of like doing things and not kind of shouting out about them all the time, and, and I think, but and then that feeling that that constant feeling at times that you're just not good enough. I think yeah. it's, it's just so true for so many people. And I'm generally quite a confident person. Um, but there is, like, I mean, like she says, you know, I'm the strong one. Like, you know, I don't get nervous. It's all fine. And that like, you know, that's me generally. But I think there are times then when actually you stop and you think and you think about all the things you want to achieve. And sometimes they just feel so far away and you think, gosh, mm. like if, you know, like example, when I moved into my flat for the first time last year, I felt like a complete failure for ages because I, long story short listeners, but I moved into my flat and it was a bit of a disaster when I moved in because like, there was no internet, the heating mm. didn't work, there was like, I couldn't work from home because there was no internet, it was freezing and like the TV didn't work, there was like, I, lots of issues, oh, like there was so of many, issues. yeah, there were so many problems and I was so upset, I was the most miserable week of my life, honestly. And I remember like thinking when I came home to come home to work from home, back to my family home for a while. And I just remember thinking I'm an absolute failure. I remember thinking like I'm someone who always gets things right. I'm someone who is always kind of the person who like leads people or, you know, like re re regroups the troops. That's always me. So it was I remember feeling so miserable for weeks and just thinking like I'm 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 so embarrassed of myself. Mm. No one was thinking that. <laughs> yeah, no one was saying it. <laughs> no, but I think, like, the same like Louisa, no one says to Louisa, like, you're not strong enough. Yeah. But it's this idea that, like, when you put that much pressure on yourself, mm-hmm. it's it's exhausting. And it, it, it does come to that point when you can kind of start to... Break's quite a strong word, but the idea where it can kind of really start to affect you. And there are times when you can have days where you're like, I, you know, nothing in my life is as I want it to be. And you kind of lose sight of the big picture as well. Again, like yeah. how far you've come. Um, so I love her character. I think the fact that she's she's so open, and honest about it with her sister eventually, but that she tries to hide it as well. I, mm. I just think she's a great character. There's not even like that much I can kind of say about her because I just love her in general. Um, yeah. And the fact that she, you know, when she goes to her room and she's so upset and like she's quite open with her emotion, but she won't do it in front of people as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I just think I think she's such she's a and her, oh, and her song is like amazing, which we'll get to later. But like that whole section was amazing, and and yeah, and like and like there's bits as well, like when when they're in like the courtyard, kind of prepping for the the, the um gift celebration, mm. 
and she's carrying the thing and she's like whoa watch out sis whereas like, Isabella's like get out of the way you always know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Was a lot kinder to Mirabel like quite a lot yeah. like and then at the end when she's like you know go and speak to Bruno you know like, you'll know when you find like she does she does kind of tell her and she has an open conversation with her in the end yeah um, so I think of the two sisters she is like the nicer one to Mirabel yeah um, she is like she's never mean to anyone in the house at all ever she's kind of constantly trying to like better herself put like yeah. beat her own boundaries like beat her own like um world records if you like mm-hmm. that that's that thing that thing and then kind of just want people to be proud of it she wants people to just be happy with the work that she yeah. does yeah so i feel that on quite a deep level so i loved her mm-hmm. and then i also just loved dolores i think she was I love so her too. cool yeah and just like her whole vibe first of all was just amazing mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. i'll for one second i love the idea that like her body like her, her makeup um, of her body figure was not a traditional Disney character. Yeah, and yeah. I was living for this. She's stunning, of course. Yeah. It's not like here's my boobs and then I go in with the teeny tiny waist. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was like a more realistic human body, and I, I loved that mm. presentation as well. Um, it's actually interesting. So I follow the animator uh, Michael Woodside, I think his name is, who does loads of the animation. He did Olaf and Frozen. He did Louisa and Isabella. He was part of that mm. team on this film. And watching their animation process for both Louisa and Isabella was so interesting. So feel free to go and follow him on Instagram because he's really cool. He does like live drawings as well of like Disney characters on demand. He's really cool. And oh, um, nice. I think you'd quite like him, Rosie. Yeah. Um, but it's watching them kind of come to life and how their characters have, have come to life and who they are. I think is really really cool. Um, yeah. That's and kind of how that body shape has come. I, I just that was, that was a nice refreshing image yeah. to have on the screen. And then yeah, and then Dolores. Oh my goodness, her whole style I was just so in love with. I know. And that she's like. She obviously hears everything. And I know she gossips at the dinner table about Bruno's vision, but how could you not? Yeah, <laughs> um, big news. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, like, she's actually really quiet. For someone who hears yeah. everything, when we talk before about like, not judging people and stuff, like, she is so quiet and private. Yeah, yeah. And she must know so many mm. things that she could tell people, yeah. but she respects Like, she definitely people. heard Mirabel's entire journey. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And <laughs> um, she knew Bruno was there. Like, she yeah. admits to that. But, like, she didn't feel like she it was doesn't get her involved place. with things that she doesn't have to. Yeah, and I think that's a really nice message as well. It is. Um, and when oh, when she's like he like when like Bruno told me that like the man of my dreams would like be just just out of oh, reach. But again, oh, she's not she's not bitter to Isabella. No. She really likes this guy. Yeah. But yeah, even when he's coming to engage be engaged to her cousin, she's not mean or bitter no. or nasty. She's I really like her i think she is one of like, the purest people in the family and she's she'll help mirabelle as well so, yeah like, when mirabelle needs help um and she'll tell her things other people won't tell her because they're scared of telling mirabelle in case she makes a mess yeah like, uh, dolores is, is is honest with her so i think yeah. yeah those were the two stand out in the family for me i thought they were both just mm. and i wish that like, they'd had i wish um dolores had had her own song because her voice was beautiful i know i know she was just like, she stood out in the scenes that she was in. Like, she's yeah. such a presence. So I, yeah. I feel like and she was it so been funny. Like, you know the bit, like, when all the kids are like, what's your gift, Mirabelle? And she's like, oh, she didn't get one. And then yeah. it disappears. <laughs> I think she's great. Um, yeah. And I would have yeah. liked to have seen a bit few more scenes of her and Antonio. Obviously, I know you're going to talk about Antonio, so I'm not going to talk about him. But I think, like, <laughs> he was amazing. And like you said, like, his yeah. pureness of heart. And again, like... The fact that he doesn't really gossip, you know, when he finds yeah. out the rats told me everything. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't yeah. go and tell anyone, like he lets Mirabel just get on with it. And I think I think that's a really quality that I think Dolores kind of shares. But I'd like yeah. to have seen them have more scenes yeah. together as siblings. It's like they respect everyone enough to not, you know, ruin things for people and 
tell p things other people should say themselves like because Dolores could easily have said about Bruno being like oh by the way Bruno's here guys but like she obviously feels like he might not want people to know that he yeah he so and, like, he, and she clearly knows about for example like I can't remember what that guy's name is the guy that she's trying to get engaged to oh it is Ma Mariano Mariano that's, that's it. it um what a, and she, what a man yeah. <laughs> that poor fella I swear to god <laughs> um but you know like throughout the film when like um he's he clearly wants to like do this song the serenading song yeah She's clearly heard this song because she hears that he plays guitar. So she yeah. definitely knows that he ha he's got this song ready. She, If she was bitter and spiteful, she could very easily ruin that for Isabella yeah. beforehand. Yeah. But she just, she just sits there. And I just think that's such a lovely quality to have is that she keeps herself to herself, helps out where she can, but yeah. it's not... She she could be so spiteful with that gift. Yeah, she <laughs> um, could. And I think Quite a dangerous gift. I think that's what's great about all of them is all of the gifts could be really spiteful. Like Louisa yeah. could just beat people up at 24 Yeah, seven. yeah. <laughs> they actually um, are all very dangerous. Like they can be used yeah. in a way that could really hurt people. You know, because like, I'm like, um, Mindabelle's mom could just refuse to heal people she doesn't like. Yeah, she doesn't have to heal people. <laughs> no, um, like, Pepper could just make the weather stormy all the, all time. the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, actually, like it takes a lot of strength, I would say, to constantly keep those gifts and, you know, and use them equally for everyone because you could easily use them for bad they could oh, have been yeah. a really cool supervillain family <laughs> especially like with um camilo i think it is the one that's like basically yeah. uh shapeshift i'm not entirely like... sure what the point of his gift is <laughs> no i was thinking like how does he contribute but then like we see him transform into someone that's stronger than himself yeah, yeah. like i think it's probably things like that but that for me i was like that could be such imagine a pretending to be gift. somebody else and then going yeah. like imagine you're, you're engaged and you pretend to be someone else and you're going to snog someone else like can you Honestly, just imagine the, the like, chaos you just think like it's low-key vibes to me where it's yeah. like that could be used for pure evil reasons the chaos but, he could cause yeah honestly so yeah yeah it, they they don't as, as you know they're, they're not like all pure but they could be using their gifts yeah. in yeah. much worse ways they than could they be terrorizing the community yeah. and they do yeah. so that's quite good <laughs> like yeah, literally like, Antonio could like set leopards on people yeah like, <laughs> to tear people apart one. yeah he could be the yeah. last human standing you know so, yeah, so they're the ones that stood out to me. And then I think, I, I want to talk a little bit about, about Abuela, but maybe we'll talk about her after you've done your, okay. your stand -up. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. she's such a complex character. She is. She's very, very complex. Yes. So if you tell um, us who stood out to you, and then we'll have our so, discussion. <laughs> okay. So I love both of the ones you mentioned as well. They're two of my favourites. Um, so I won't, I won't go into detail <laughs> about those. I feel like we've covered them. Um, I Obviously, I love Antonio, um, as I've already mentioned him before. Mm -hmm. And it's not just because of the animals thing. <laughs> even though I did know straight away I knew what his gift was going to be because you could just tell he was obsessed with animals just yeah. by the gift that he was given by Mirabelle. I was like, oh, my God, it's like, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the wild form breeze, but it's like Eliza, how she can talk to animals. Right. And I loved that TV programme when I was a kid. So, like, the fact that he, I knew he was going to get that gift was very exciting to me because I was like, that's the gift out of all of them that I would want the most. As soon as it happened, <laughs> I was sitting there watching it and I was saying we were doing this podcast today and I was like, this is Rosie's. Yeah, <laughs> this it, would be Rosie's. I was like, Rosie's going to be thrilled that this is a gift in this film. Yeah, I, I was just like, it's his room as well. Like, let's just oh. talk about his door and what his world encompasses oh. when he walks through that door. It's 
just he definitely has the best room he he does i was wondering this like obviously we see in a few of their rooms but i was like i wanted to see all of their rooms because i was yeah. like is dolores's room just full of like ears <laughs> yeah i was thinking <laughs> that yeah what what does she even have and in then it's room? like and I'm like, I'm like how do you make a big room like, everyone else's rooms are massive yeah Louise, i was like is it just full of like dumbbells like I don't know. <laughs> yeah 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 and, and like with camilla like how do you make a room for a shape yeah like what does that yeah, it's like rows and rows of wardrobes. <laughs> yeah, so weird. But yeah, Antonio's, he's basically got like this like jungle or like oasis type thing, like with animals everywhere. Like, because when he finds out what his gift is, he's talking to a toucan, isn't mm-hmm. he? And the toucan basically calls all of its pals and they all come like running from, I love that. <laughs> from like the forests in Colombia and the mountains. And they all, you know, they populate his room. (laughs) Yeah, but and it's just incredible. That reminded me of it. Reminded me of Avatar. That. Yeah, that it reminded you know, me of that. When he was as well. like running along, like the with, with the on the Jaguar's back, on the yeah. left of his back, and he yeah. was like, running, and you know, and then it, uh, just the way that the trees were formed and the way it was kind of filmed up and down the tree, it reminded me so much of Avatar. Yeah, it was just like so natural, but also magical at the same yeah, time. It was like yeah, an enchanted, yeah. uh, like jungle basically is how I'd describe it and so that room really got me in terms of like the visuals and the animation and the fact that I I love this again this is authenticity the animals that they've got in his room are animals that you would see in yeah there wasn't like a pigeon was it no (laughs) (laughs) no like you've got things like coates you've got tapirs like these are animals you don't see often in films like and capybaras i love the capybaras like these are animals that people kind of just dismiss and like meh but like when they're in this film they're actually finally given like a spotlight and i just felt Mm -hmm. like that was really really nice that they they made that authentic as well so I love that. But back to him himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's just, I think because he's at that age where, you know, you're not automatically like judging everyone for what they're doing and yeah. judging them by what they do and things like that. Like, and he's, he's quite new to the whole gift situation as well. So yeah. he's still in that kind of novel because that's like the day after day one after he gets his gift and yeah and even 24 hours in a bonus like i'm sure today we'll find some way to make you useful to the community yeah i'm like just give him a second I, honestly with it. i was like that's so savage because like are you already trying to make him into bruno by saying that like, you're not useful bye like off you go but it was just like, <laughs> like give him a chance to like get used to his yeah, gift first of all yeah but like he hasn't kind of had that in like that like fam- familial pressure yet he hasn't no he's, he's kind of like um what's it called is it green green thing Green thing, what's the word where it's like you're new? Oh, yeah, it is something like that, isn't it? It's not a green finger, but it's something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> where you're like completely kind of like new to a yeah. situation. He hasn't kind of got any like baggage from his gift. No, yet. no, there's no, there's not like as many expectations from him at this yeah. point because it's so new. Um, but I just think the fact that he, he clearly sees Mirabelle for who she really is and he I think, sees her as special. Yeah, he sees her as special. And uh, I just think that's such an important part of the film. Like, I think he brings a lot to the film in such, you know, he's not in it a lot. In the no. moments he's in it, I think they're so important Yeah. to not only showcasing his character compared to the others, but also telling Mirabelle's story as yeah. well. And I think he's so integral to that. And I think, like, you need more Antonio's this you is do. what I was thinking. I was like, we need more people that 
you know don't judge people for something that they don't have or that they haven't achieved he looks at her and sees his cousin who he loves who supports him all the time who he has fun with like that's what he sees he doesn't look at her and think oh well she's she's not part of our family she doesn't get gifts like why would I ever (laughs) want to be associated with her like he he sees her as family and I think to be honest he's one of the only ones that truly accepts her as part of the family yeah like truly and means it in the sense that that she's not there doesn't he yeah like he knows that she and he wants her there because he wants her there for his like special day and I think the fact that he is brave enough because again he doesn't think about it in this way obviously but it's brave of him to even bring her into the room yeah because of how we were saying like she doesn't feel like she's worth it and then their reactions say it all oh, that reaction was ridiculous it actually makes me so angry and it's just the fact that he accepts her for who she is and doesn't expect things from her and he's just got such amazing qualities and you can just tell that he is gonna grow up to be someone that is kind and loving and accepting and I just think he encompasses lots of beautiful qualities and I think he's also pretty mature as well like for his age as well like I'm surprised living in that family to be fair (laughs) yeah yeah like really like he could have turned out to be anything um I'd love to see how he is when he he grows up as well and what he does do with his powers Mm. because we don't get to see a lot obviously we see what he does with the rats (laughs) yeah uh, which is helpful um but I'd love to see what he does on more of a wider scale with the community with animals because he could probably you know help um stop cause you know invasions of animals like into like I was was like he can help them breed food to eat (laughs) oh (laughs) I mean he can I don't think that's what he's gonna do. But, but like I was thinking, like, how could that help? And I was like, yeah, you can stop invasions. He can, you know, <laughs> help. You know, because animals can like help, you know, with ecosystems and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, can he like, and make people the... like, can he make the chickens have more chickens? I was like, is this? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like he can help protect the Encanto and and yeah. Casita from any potential threats. Yeah. Um, because you know strength with animals on your side as well mm-hmm. animals can do a lot of things that we can't do right. and they can get to heights that we can't get to like yeah. so if you've got animals on your side when there's something you know there's, there's a wrongdoing happening as in the past with Abuela mm-hmm. things might turn out differently very true um, and also that idea as well as like you know like when you have loads of different animals in an area and that ecosystem really thrives yeah that's really beneficial for the land in general and yeah exactly like it, it kind of keeps helps keep the magic like alive i think yeah. like within the encounter that they have and um, belly is full <laughs> <laughs> yes well if you if you have to put it that way it's not what i was thinking until you said it um i'm gonna stick with my nice pure hearted <laughs> things um but yeah i just love him i just i just wanted to give him a hug and yeah. Uh, I would be very proud of him if he was my son. I just, I just love him. I have nothing bad to say about that boy. And I think you know he could have easily have been you know in the background compared to a lot of the characters because there's lots of strong characters here. Like, and some characters get more screen time and are talked about more. He could have easily faded into the background, but his moments to me were just so special and so important that he 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 definitely didn't do that. He was one of the most memorable characters to me. I agree. I agree. So, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and then yeah it's difficult because like I think all of the characters bring something with them but they've all got very like distinct personalities Mm -hmm. and obviously they have flaws and they have positive qualities to them as well so obviously someone that is interesting to talk about is Isabella because I feel like on the surface (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. not to, to quote songs but on the surface she obviously seems like quite a nasty character because of the way that she you know treats Mirabella she's quite and spiteful isn't she in the way she's, she's very spiteful people. and the fact that like she she gives that impression that she knows that mm. she's perfect like she of course she's perfect and of course she knows, I'm perfect like it's like she plays on Mirabelle's fears about herself yeah it's like she uses that to her advantage which isn't right yeah no exactly she's very like manipulative and she wants attention mm-hmm. she wants everyone to love her she wants to be you know but does she well, that's what I'm saying on the surface. Yes, yes. She wants, that's what we think. However, and this is where I changed my mind about her, is, and again, it's interesting, because obviously we prejudged her based on what we saw mm. in the beginning of the film. And then you see, like, what's actually going on behind the scenes, behind the facade, behind what we mm. thought she was. It's interesting, because the one that you think is the most perfect of them all and the one that copes with everything and is happy is one of the ones that is the least happy of all and just feels stuck and she's a she's about to marry someone just because abuela wants her to and that's what the family wants like that's that she that's what she was going to do Mm -hmm. so yes she has all these negative qualities many (laughs) she's also clearly she does think about the family as well and Mm -hmm. i do feel like that is even if she gains attention from that act. I feel like that's quite a selfless thing to do because yeah. it is for the family. It's she not the right thing it. to do. No, it's not the right thing to do because again, like we said, be yourself. If that's not what you want to do, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't marry someone if you don't want to marry it's them. It's not fair a, on him either. I was about to say, A, like, why would you do that to yourself? And B, yeah, it's not found the person that you're about to no. lie, live a lie with. No. Um, so I think she's also a very complex character because she just comes across as if she has everything together and obviously that's what Mirabelle thinks of her and she thinks like oh well how how hard can her life be like she's got everything she needs and then obviously she goes into her room and then to start with she's still very like standoffish with Mirabelle it's like go away get out and all this kind of stuff and then she kind of cracks and then kind of breaks down a bit into like her problems and her struggles and Actually, I'm not perfect. I love that moment. Your name is just like, you are so selfish. And <laughs> yeah. Isabella's face is like, selfish? <laughs> yeah, I, I love their, like, argument. I love so I good. love their whole, like, dynamic, to yeah. be honest. I think it works. And it makes it so impactful when they finally oh. see each other for who they actually are so and they get along, awesome. which is obviously very much ruined. But we're not talking about that yet. <laughs> um, and I just think, yes, she has all these negative qualities, but it's that whole message of don't judge someone based on the snippets that you see of their life. And just because someone seems like they're happy doesn't mean they are always happy. Like, you know, still make sure that you're checking up on people because you never really know what's going on. And the thing is, I think eventually, a bit like Lisa, she was probably going to crack big time at some point, probably at the wedding. I feel like that would have been a bit of a turning point for her. Like she might have been like, actually, no, no, not doing this. 
and showing like what she truly wants and and we see that she just wants to like explore like her gift like see what she can do it's like what she else am I here that for little and she's I like, know. oh my god and it's like that, you know, when you realize that you can do something that like you never thought you could yeah. do, what you've been trying so long to do, and you're like, oh my gosh, I did yeah. that, I did that. And that moment where she really realizes her potential is just, it's beautiful. It is, it is, it's very beautiful and very emotional because it's, it's like, because with all the poses as well, we see that she does yeah. all these, like, practice perfected poses, and it's like you see that she clearly feels like she'd kind of reached her, like her, what was her meant to be her potential. Like that was what she was made for yeah. to be this, this perfect being with what she was doing. And normally. I think it's, it's funny that when you watch it and she's like, I make all these like perfect poses. Yeah. She's like taking the mick out of it. Like she, yeah. she knows. It yeah. She knows. Yeah. But it's, it's like, she thought that that is what she needed to be. Mm-hmm. And until this point where she's, well, she's obviously realised it before, but now she's kind of letting yeah. people know that I'm not enjoying this, actually. Yeah. Like, my life isn't perfect. Like, you, you think my life is perfect. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy. And it's just so beautiful when we see her, like, finally be herself and explore yeah. what she wants to do, what she can do with her powers, like, her gift. Like, and it's just so nice seeing someone kind of, kind of free themselves is how I see it like she's finally like not trapped in this cage like she's actually embracing who she is and showing people someone else is she yeah and then she's really likable from that point on she is likable yeah actual person yeah yeah because when uh Lisa admits that she cries both Mirabel and Isabella are like well so do we like yeah it's it's such a lovely moment because when they all finally know how they feel Mm -hmm. And I think with Isabella, it's like she's finally telling someone the weight is finally being lifted off her shoulders. Yeah. Like Mirabel is the first person she's actually telling about how she feels. And like, again, uh, that highlights Mirabel's quality. I was just well. going to say, I think that's what's so nice <laughs> is that these other people like reflect the best qualities of Mirabel too, because yeah. all of them feel that they can actually confide in the one person mm-hmm. family who in inverted commas, isn't special. And if she's not special, and why is she the one that seems to be able to get through to everyone in the family? Why is she the one that people trust? And again, I think, you know, going back to the idea of parents, Isabella and um, Louise are clearly not happy. And neither parent realises. Exactly, and this is what I'm saying. Like, I I don't want to come down too much on these parents, because, like, you know, they are okay at some points. But they're just there's no support system or well-being system in place clearly because all three of their daughters are broken mm-hmm. like they're they're really struggling and I just yeah I feel like they need to have like a family but I also think a lot of like it's potentially down to the difference in culture in this yeah school and this idea that you know the multi-generational family in the UK you would struggle to find a grandparent three children and six six five grandchildren mm. and two spouse who all live in the same house <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's, that's definitely not a normal that's thing. not a cultural thing in the uk no. but across like places like europe and obviously in south america and other areas of the world that is normal where all yeah. family will live together um and there's a there's a clearer family familial hierarchy where mm. the eldest member of the family when we talked about this in coco because again Miguel's parents aren't particularly like supportive of him. No. They try, isn't it? like these probably like these parents do, but they're not going to overrule the matriarch figure. Yeah, much like in this film, and I think that's also like, a cultural element of this kind of multi-generational family where you don't kind of 
contradict because to be fair you know when Mirabelle's mom was like you are you are too harsh on her like you are yeah. but she doesn't push it and it's just like respect yeah. for your your elders but that's like a like, cultural difference as well is that Abuela runs the family as it mm. being quite quite obvious in that in that song the first song and no one really wants to challenge or question her mm. because they all respect her too much um for it as well yeah. and, you know and they, they trust that she knows best but I wonder if that's also one of the reasons why you know parents don't really challenge yeah, they stick, up for, they stick up for their kids as much because that's just the hierarchy of the family in that situation. It's like Abuela is seen as the person that not would parent the children but makes the decisions. Mm. Yeah, and I guess it's not like a direct like parent thing where you've got your like two parents. Like it's actually probably the auntie and the uncle as well mm. who parent your know, your kids. I think it's like such a big family. Mm-hmm that everyone's kind of in charge and responsible yeah. and the dynamic is so different so like you think about like in the uk like if i if you go to your grandparents here it's kind of like for me anyway i don't know about for you but it was always like not that things are more lax but like you go in and you get, you get given more chocolate biscuits when you go to your yeah grandparents. yeah like your grandparents will let you have what you want to eat they're like you put what you want on the tv they'll ask you what you want to do like yeah in the uk generally that is more kind of the vibe it's like when you go to your grandparents it's slightly more relaxed because they're not mm. your parents <laughs> um, yeah but I feel like in lots of cultures, your grandparents are actually the people that you have them like. Not that you don't respect people, parents in the, in the UK, but the idea of like you know you wouldn't step a toe out of line in front of your mm. grandparents because they are to be respected. They it's well, it's, it's much more formal around your grandparents because they are kind of the head of the family and and it's, yeah. it's not as kind of relaxed around them. So yeah. I also wonder if that's another part of it as well is that we associate grandparents being a little bit maybe softer and. Mm. Um, kind of having done their parenting and now they're here to like enjoy the fun parts with the yeah, kids yeah. <laughs> whereas I think in lots of cultures actually the, the matriarch or the patriarch figure still head up all decisions in the family and I think mm. we're just not used to that in the UK that's not the way that we would normally have things running because each individual parent runs their own household as, as, as a yeah, usual thing it's like a separate thing yeah, yeah. and like each household will have their own separate rules whereas in this situation and in lots of other I think particularly in places like Italy for example mm. where, like, they have quite large families that all live together it's it's house rules across three different generations three yeah different families yeah um so i also think that maybe plays into the idea of like her parents is that it's just different to the way it's a different family setup to what mm. we would have here yeah yeah i agree i just don't like it <laughs> <laughs> i just don't like how they're so broken like there's not enough support and i think the thing is in this case with abuela who we may as well move on to Abuela for, for now. We, although one thing before we do, because we're going to okay. get stuck in Abuela. Because I think we're going back to the parents. Like for me, like Pepper is like is so. Like, yeah. I think she meant to kind of you know she obviously has a lot of like self insecurities and you know yes. anxieties about the weather. But I think she is so self centered. It's all about her. Um, mm. You never really see her speak to her children. <laughs> That's very true, actually, yeah. It's like, all about, like, from, controlling herself. Yeah, apart from when, like, Antonio's going to have his gift and she's like, come on, it's time, right, we'll see you out there. Yeah. That's, that's kind true. of it. We're, we don't really see her speak to her kids at all, really. But I Ooh. love her husband. Um, I do as oh, well. Oh, Felix Madrigal. What he, a babe. He is great. so funny. When he comes in and he's like... <laughs> with the Bruno, when he comes in and he's like... She deserves to know the truth. <laughs> it's just so yeah, good. But he just opens the door. It's so dramatic. And even it. like I love that bit as well. Like when um when when they're dancing in um 
Antonio's room and he's oh, like yeah. yes abuela and he's, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like his sass and his I think the vibes that he brings to the family are great which I yeah. thought would be nice and it was yeah. refreshing as well to see the fact that like the two women were the ones with the gifts and it was kind of two men that were being yeah in inverted commas like subordinate is not the right word but do you know what I mean like yeah yeah like they were kind of they wouldn't be the breadwinner in this family yeah yeah <laughs> that, that was, was quite very refreshing true. to see as well and they yeah. were they weren't intimidated by strong independent women no no they're both actually very supportive mm. um husbands i would say they are yes so so yeah she can move on to a brother now so okay. i need to just mention felix because what a babe <laughs> well to be fair actually just before we move on i actually do really like camilo as well i think he is quite funny because he's obviously quite a trickster. Like when he turns, he um, shapeshifts into Dolores to get more face. Yeah, oh, that's so like funny. I love that. I think that's so funny. And when his face gets stuck, that like, come here, fix your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> when the house is broken, he's like, am I not allowed to say like our house is gone? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he's like, are we gonna talk about Bruno? Like when yeah. Bruno is there? Like, he's, so, yeah. he's like, are funny. we allowed to talk about Bruno now? Like, yeah, like. Cool. like hello like what's the situation so I, I think he's funny because I, I, I just feel like he brings mm-hmm. a bit of humor to some I of the agree. scenes um I'd, I'd like to see more of him again but you're right like his gift I don't think there's much to really explore with his gift in the same sense as I wonder if it's just people or whether he mm. could like shapeshift into a house or a tree yeah. or a horse it could be anything couldn't it like I want I, that again. That's what I mean. Like, I need to see more of all mm. of these people because I want to see like the ones we didn't get to see as much of of their story and like their gifts. Like, it would just be nice to see that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I liked him as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like we actually covered most of them now. Anyway. So yeah, I think we did. <laughs> okay. So Apollo. Wow. Um. I. I... You, you go first. You go first. No, you go. I feel like you've got more like. I I'll say right my my the main thing with her, I really struggle to find likable qualities with her. I I really struggle. Okay, I this think... is good because I don't. So we'll okay, balance each other okay. out. Okay, because I just I understand what she's trying to do is for the good of the family. I understand that her intentions are pure. Like she's not a nasty woman. No, she's not trying to be mean to people and like ruin their self-esteem and everything like that that's not her intention but unfortunately she is doing that and she doesn't realize she's doing that and what she's essentially caused is a very toxic family Mm. situation in my mind because generally most of this family are not happy and they're not really being themselves and I personally could not live in an environment like that and I feel like you don't always know that you're responsible for things But I feel like she must have realised when she was making comments to Mirabelle how damaging that would have been to her. And the fact that she's obviously been through a lot, like, Abuela's Mm -hmm. been through a lot. Like, her story is so, so emotional. Like, I I feel really sorry for her and what happened and everything. But you would think that makes her more sympathetic to other people and you'd think that means she'd care about how other people feel more because she's felt all these emotions and she's gone through all of these things so in my eyes I just can't I just don't like her that's interesting because I see that really differently okay the fact that I think her past explains why she is the way she is because I think if you look at it from the fact that obviously like she is left 
I, you know that oh that scene where she explains her story and she, we mm. see the house and initially when we see the house being appeared appearing the first time we think wow how magical like that was such a yeah, gift for her yeah. and then you actually watch the bit later on where she sat on the floor with those three babies and yes she's got a magical home but it's important to point out that Abuela doesn't have a gift yeah that's true so for those first however many years she was on her own with three children with no support completely mm-hmm. on her own and i think she was then because she kind of created this house she was also suddenly this figure of yeah. stability and the head of the community because let's not forget she's not the only one that has lived there there's a whole other group of people isn't it that have come yeah. with her and this community also pops up so she's also responsible for three newborns who with and her husband has just died She's terrified she's going to lose her home at any moment. And she's now responsible for kind of leading this entire community. And she's so young at this point as well. Mm. I think I worked out in ages. I think it was like, she must be like 20 odd or something like that. Like when she had yeah. the kids. Like yeah. I did all the age workings out in my head. <laughs> and I was watching it the second time. <laughs> I was like, let me hang on. I was like, let's see how this works. Um, I just think, and I think she has to be, she has to be hard. And she has to be tough as nails to do that because she has no choice and i feel Mm. like what happens is she lives the first part of her life where she has to hide her feelings she has to hide how she what she wants because she's responsible for three kids and an entire Mm. community and i think she's so used to living that way where she's pushed back the uncomfortable stuff she's pushed back how she feels she's pushed back you know what's good for me and constantly focused on what's good for other people for mm. this this inner fear that she's going to lose everything and it's like this fear that if she if she stops being the head of the family and stops being the str- like like Louisa in a way like the, the strong one with the yeah. answers and the guidance everything will fall apart so mm. i think actually that her past makes her the way she, because it's like she's she's done it she's lived that hard life for so long that she doesn't kind of think twice other people have done it because she's had to do it if yeah, that makes sense. So I don't really. I think she she kind of. In my opinion, I think she knows that she's making the family make sacrifices. I think she knows that she's making Mirabelle not feel great. I think she knows the pressure she put her family under because Mirabelle's mom tells her she gives her too mm. harsh on Mirabelle. And there's quite a few hints where like she she will say things to Mirabelle and then kind of have like a moment of like oh, and it's like she knows but she can't let herself move past that because she's so scared that if she let's go of the of the wheel for one second it's going to come crumbling down so yeah i i think she obviously you know just approach things in the right way she doesn't think before she speaks sometimes mm-hmm. but it's like her, her her one driving factor is to protect her family and this mm-hmm. community that she's escaped with because she's lost everything before so yeah. i feel like whilst she might not be likable at, at, at the, the point of it i actually quite like her as a character and i really respect that she's able at the end to go this is my fault and i mm. should have i should have spotted it and i'm sorry because i think she does power the family forward you know that she was as 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 uh, mirabelle said like, you know we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you you are an incredibly yeah. strong woman and i think we can't lose sight of that just because as she gets older she's so because let's not forget she knows the magic is fading and she knows yeah. that something is happening and it's like if she lets herself admit that she's a you know thought she already lost her home once because mm. i i like a slight aside that i love the fact that that kind of loosely referred to refugees and asylum seekers mm. That, yeah. I thought that was so clever the way they kind of did that without saying it yeah like our home wasn't safe anymore we were forced to leave we didn't have a choice yeah i thought it was so clever and this idea that 
to just to, to them, them back to Abuela. This idea that she's lost everything in such a tragic way before. That scene when she had to like close the door on her nursery. I know. This life clock. that she created in her mind for herself, her husband and her kids was gone. So I think when you've had that level of trauma in your life, I think she's never dealt with that because she's never had mm. someone to deal with it with. Her husband died straight away yeah. and then she's suddenly a mother. So at no point has she ever sat down and discussed her trauma with anyone until she mm. has that conversation with Mirabel in the river. And then when she has that conversation, she realises and no one ever asks Abuela how she is. No one ever sits down with Abuela and says, are you, are you okay? And I yeah. think that's a... It's a two-way thing because Abuela was so kind of like, um, kind of harsh and... yeah. And, and sturdy, but I, I think it's a two-way thing in the fact that she has no one to talk to. We see that when she speaks to her, um, the locket of her husband, and she goes, you know, mm. please help me. Because she must be so lonely as well, because she's carrying this entire community on her own shoulders, that she's doing everything in, in her power to, to just not mess up. Um, yeah. So I think, for me, she echoes Louisa a lot in this idea that she feels like, I have to be strong, I have to put on a front, mm. even though she's clearly in a lot of pain herself, um, and she's just never had the chance to express that to anyone. So I think I love that when she's like, you know, Mirabelle, like, you know, I asked for help and, and, and I was sent you, and she realises yeah. that actually, like, expressing yourself and your feelings and your emotions is good, but she never she never had a support system when she was growing up. So for her, I guess, in her head, she's like, we work hard, we to keep our home and to keep to the safe. And that's the yeah. way that we live. She, yeah. she, she's never known another way. So I think that kind of generational difference, because then when Mirabelle explains things to her, she even when she should take an argument, but she realises, and I think I have a lot of respect for her as a character for kind of turning around and saying, this is my fault. And even mm. when, you know, when, she, when like Bruno comes in and she, she, and then when the house broke in, she's like, and I'm so sorry that I didn't see mm-hmm. that I was pushing you all away. I'm so sorry. Um, I think at that age in particular, that'd be really hard to do. Yeah, so I I get what you I get where you're coming from, but I think for me, her past explains why she's not sympathetic because mm-hmm. she never had someone to be sympathetic to her. She never had that role model when she was a mother or anything like that. She never had her own mother there to be like, hey, let me help, blah blah blah. Like, yeah. she had to do it on her own. So I think that's maybe why she is the way she is. Slight rant over. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I respect all of that as well, and I respect how she admits that it is her fault in the end I do respect her there but I just I I still disagree in the sense that I feel like when you've been through some emotions whether you've had a chance to tell people or not you know how that emotion feels so for me personally I would never want to inflict an emotion on someone that I know was painful for me or difficult for me or caused me hurt so the fact that she preaches that she's here for her family and she wants to help her family is ironic because in the end, you know, in the end of the film, she admits she's wrong. But during this life with her family, her family aren't happy. And yes, she's made the best of a bad situation. And yes, she had it really hard. There's no denying that at all. But like, it's unimaginable what she went through. I still feel like it doesn't justify the way she acts to me like I understand that that would be painful and she would be lonely and she would not have had anyone to tell any of these feelings to and you're right like the generational thing is definitely very evident here because it's you're right with the matriarchal thing like she clearly feels like she now has a responsibility for life to run um, this and to we not see that fail. just trying to discuss it with her family you know that their problems and the, and the yeah it's like abuela they're scared they want to hear yeah yeah she like, has she's not go. just the abuela of her family she's yes, now like responsible everyone. for everyone in this community yeah 
Um, yeah. So, yeah. But, so do you, but do you not think, because I think, I guess it can go two ways. People can kind of go like, you know, I've experienced this, I'm going to like not do it in the future and I've experienced mm-hmm. this and this is the only way that I know. Do you mm-hmm. not think it's the only way that she knows is this hard work, we don't talk about our feelings? I feel like it is what she, how her life started as, but I feel like just because that's the only thing you've known doesn't mean you can't open yourself to new things and new emotions and empathy and sympathy for others. I don't think that's something that you have to have had mm. from like a young age instilled in you I think it's something that you can learn yourself and you can grow within yourself by seeing it within other people like I feel like she could have seen qualities in a lot of her family members and instilled them within herself to become a bit more of what she actually wanted to be I think I just find her a very ironic character because she has the best intentions but her actions don't represent what she actually wants for her family or what she mm. claims that she wants for her family. And that's why I struggle with her because she tries hard and she's been through a lot, but seeing so many people that are broken and struggling and pushing themselves to limits and that their limits and being so low in self-esteem and self-confidence, to me, it's like, at some point, you, you, she knew the magic was dying. She knew there was things wrong she obviously felt responsibility to fix these things because she didn't want to show weakness mm. within her family or in herself. But I just feel like if you know how it feels to go through things like failure and things like that, or the fear of failure or the fear of not being enough, because I imagine she would have gone through that raising mm. three children on her own. She would constantly have not known what she was doing or what yeah. she was going to do next. And how do I do this? How do I do that? Like, so she has had and been through probably quite a lot of emotions that her grandchildren and children are and have been going through and I just I think it it does come down to the generational thing and the culture a lot definitely I do think that's kind of you know how how it is for families in that size and especially like you're right she was on her own she lost her husband so young so she didn't have a support system I, I just feel like sometimes like even if you don't tell someone how you feel and you don't have a support system I still know how I don't want to treat someone even if I've not told someone how I feel you do because you've had that from other people from your friends so like you've had you've had the experience that you've learned from other people and I like I'm the same there are the ways I've been treated and I think I would never have that because someone has told me it's wrong yeah I think think no one has told her this is wrong none of her Mm. family have stood up and taught you see this like you know that scene where um oh what's the song it was a moment where like they're all stood by their doors and they're like like trying to be perfect oh yeah 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 she doesn't really see their down moments because when Mm. Abuela's around you're on your best behavior so actually like she doesn't no one tells her hey I'm struggling no one Mm -hmm. she doesn't have a chance to see it because she's always so like in business mode so she's she's wrong to see her family as like assets (laughs) um but I guess again it's that hard work element of like we work hard as a family to keep each other safe and to keep going that's that's Mm -hmm. our our role and the idea of like a role in a family I think she sees she takes that very seriously yeah I think that's my other thing is like we often know that behaviors are wrong because somebody tells us it usually takes someone to tell us that a behavior is wrong which is Mm -hmm. and then we go oh actually yeah I don't deserve to be treated that way I don't think anyone has ever told her that 
I don't think anyone until Mirabel has the argument with her and she goes, "You are the problem." No yeah. one has said that to her. Nobody. You can tell that because the you know they go, "Don't don't tell Abuela. Keep it a secret from Abuela." No one really speaks to her. So I think like if you know different if she could see her her, her family weeping in the corner. Mm. I think the bit with Louisa is sad where she's like, you know. But I, like that, that is a moment where you know she she's saying that people are struggling, but she thinks Mirabel's just meant to upset her. So at, at no point does anyone kind of say, "Listen, your expectations of me at the moment are too much." No one, no mm. one kind of says that in, in any roundabout way. So for her, like I said, we try about about Mirabel when she doesn't kind of express how she's feeling until she yeah. explodes. It's the same thing with Abuela, where because no one tells her how she how they feel and, and how she's making them feel. It. It grows and grows and grows and grows and grows until suddenly the whole family is an absolute disaster. And she's like, whoa, I did not see this coming in any way, shape or form. And But now I see the signs. So mm. I, I think it, we're seeing it from a viewer point of view in the sense of like, we've seen everyone's breakdown. We've seen all their individual conversations. Again, yeah. like how Pepper never speaks to her kids. <laughs> Abuela mm. never really speaks to anyone about the day or no one asks her about her day. The interaction with her are very formal and she's quite reserved and quiet. So I I don't really think she knows the full extent. I think she thinks this is the way families run. Families have their roles. We all do our roles. We all know our roles and that's why we work. So I just, I think she's just not as aware because to her, this is normal. And no mm. one's, t- and again, that is another generational thing, you know, like we're quite often, if no one tells you something or, you know, things become more accepted to discuss in today's society or whatever, where you go, actually, it's okay. To, it's not right to have that happen to you. Mm. But if you've never been told that, and she clearly isn't, you know, no no one's there to say, you've had it really hard when you grew up with three kids and you, and you shouldn't have had to do that on your own. Yeah. It's really hard that you, you know, it's not fair that you've had to take on this matriarch role for an entire community that you never asked for. You didn't ask for the miracle, obviously it's great. <laughs> but like, yeah. no, you, know, you didn't ask for this pressure to have the miracle. That isn't, you know, fair. You're allowed to have time off. Mm. She didn't have time off either. So I just think like it's... She should think more. I'm not saying she shouldn't, and that you know, I'm not excusing her whole behaviour. But I think it's this idea of like, I don't know if ignorance is the right word, but kind of like just a lack of understanding because you've never had someone tell you different. Mm. Like you know, when people have like parents, like parent parenting cycles, you know, and, and, and you know, and maybe you know, if someone's parent has never, you know. You never had like a regular routine with your kids, and so yeah. then when they have kids, their kids don't have routine, and so on and so on and so yeah. forth. Like same with like you know, if parents, you know, if they never went to school or they didn't prioritize education, so education isn't a priority at home. So often that can lead on and on and on until someone says, "Hold on, <laughs> like mm. you, you need to prioritize education. You're good at this." So I, I think. I just think they are as a communications family is dreadful. Yeah, <laughs> no it one is. speaks with it, and everyone assumes that every, like because they're all presenting themselves as perfect, like we've talked about mm. before. Everyone's like, I must show that I'm I'm my best. She thinks the family are like living their best lives. Mm. Like when she comes to Isabella and she's like, Oh, this is a perfect match, and you're gonna be so happy, and puts her arm around her, and she's all loving because and Isabella's like, Yeah, yeah perfect. It's gonna be great for like you know the casita. No one says actually, like, I'm not really sure, Grant, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm not 100% sure. Like, can we can we leave off a bit? So I just, I feel sorry for her at the end because I think she thinks she's doing the right thing. Mm. She definitely thinks she's doing the right thing. And I just think to maybe have those years of work, because she must be exhausted as well. Like, because she's never mm. off. She's constantly dealing with issues in the town and the community and her family trying to keep everyone together. That must be mentally exhausting. So mm. I think to have that kind of come crashing down all at once on you, because even Bruno, like, Bruno doesn't tell her how he feels. Mm. He just leaves. <laughs> and I think for a mum, that would be really hard to understand. It's like, why is my child left? Because yeah. if, if he's never said, listen, like, 
you make me feel this way or like I'm sick of people you know making because Bruno says you know mm. I, I never said anything I don't want to upset anyone it's hard to know how people are feeling at times if they hide it so well from you so yeah I think I mean I'm not like oh gosh she's not perfect and she should you know there, there, there were signs for her to see but I do mm. think a lot of it is because people are only telling her things because they wanted to seem perfect so in her head it's like it's it's, it's okay we're working as we should do so it's harder for her to recognise that the behaviour she's doing is bad because mm. no one's ever told her that. And through three generations, she's been doing this behaviour and it's, for the last 50 years, she's done this behaviour and no one has said, by the way, this is wrong. I do um, feel like that is a lot to do with the fact that they're scared of telling her though. Mm. It's the fear of, of telling her because yeah. she wants everything to be perfect. She is the one that instills this, like everything yeah. needs to be perfect. To me, that's quite toxic because yeah. then people oh, feel like they can't, they can't raise any of their concerns. Bruno can't raise them to the point where he's so scared that he leaves the family. Yeah. Like, so to me, like, that isn't healthy. No. Oh, her. no, at all. Not at um, all. I just think she needs someone to have told her that because the way that she's living her life isn't healthy hmm. for her either. Because she's putting herself under ridiculous expectations. That, yeah. Like this yeah, woman of 70 plus are. years of age. Yeah. Living like... Is, is, is living in this way where no one is really able to help her properly yeah and, and then because the burdens that people take on are not burdens that she could do they're all like things that they can do themselves yeah yeah her yeah. own personal burdens no one can help her with so i think the way she's living is toxic for everyone but it's toxic for her too and mm. she just needs someone because she is like filtered down into the family she needs someone to tell her you don't not everything need and that's why in the end when mirabelle does because that's, yeah. that's a big thing for me when mirabelle tells her that she realizes mm. it's not like she goes no no shut up go away like yeah. she's the one that goes to find mirabelle and goes listen like here's my story and i am so sorry like you, and you were right she could very easily have been like no not my problem it's her she's a problem she's the one that's yeah. caused the house to fall down as soon as one of her family members tells her you are upsetting us and you are the problem she listens so mm. i just wish people had done that years before <laughs> yeah but I also see why they didn't do that yeah. because you just don't you didn't know Mirabelle was very brave and courageous yeah. and finally embraces who she is so she's confident enough yeah. to say actually this isn't right but you never yeah. know what way that was going to go down no. which is obviously why people kept quiet for so long so I think she's just very complicated yeah because she's by no means the perfect person no. she is she has the best intentions she's not trying to make people's lives miserable but unfortunately, because she's instilling a lot of things that she thinks is how it should be down to her family, they are then going through the same thing as her, where they're, they're having to you know, try and present themselves as perfect and making sure that they're contributing to the family, making sure everything's in order, which would be exhausting for all of them. Like mm. overall, that exhaustion is being passed down to all of these people in the family. Yeah. But you're right. Obviously, she's not been told what's right or wrong by anyone so she's had to bear the burden on her own so that's why like, she's yeah, so complicated it's like when people use you know like um derogatory words or like in the past when I mean, people have used like you know words that we would now consider racist yeah or inappropriate people mm. don't know that until you tell them people are yeah. like oh my gosh I didn't realize that was bad and I've been saying that like I didn't realize they would go on and on and on and on using those words in that way and and, and repeating the same behavior over and over again mm. not realizing the impact they're having because no one has said actually by the way <laughs> yeah this, that's not appropriate um, and yeah. you know it, it's like sometimes you know what sometimes friends will have 
phrases that they'll use to describe you or things they'll say about you or they'll they'll they'll, they'll talk about the people and it makes you uncomfortable until mm. and they'll keep saying that because they didn't realize that it's affecting you until you say i maybe wouldn't say that that could be yeah. a little bit offensive so i think it's the it, the, it's the communication element to me and, and this idea that yes it's not right yes it's toxic yes it's not healthy but i just don't think she realizes the extent of what she's doing because yeah no one said it and it's yeah. in, in her mind the way they've lived for 50 years has worked the, the mm. community has grown as far as like the community is so grateful the, the, the casita keeps giving gifts to them so they're clearly still working and it's still mm. pleasant so i just think like while she maybe goes about things in the wrong way and she she can be very harsh with her tongue at times without realizing it yeah i just think she doesn't know any different and it is that classic idea of like you know like a generation gap and that idea of mm. you know no one's told her any difference so as far as she's concerned it's like well this is, this is the way we live this is our life yeah this is how we proceed in life um because i have it with you know with my dad quite a bit where i'm like we don't really say that <laughs> or like yeah. you know maybe like i wouldn't 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 phrase it that way because but no mm. one and again because his 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 dad my granddad like, from the sound of things it was quite a lot because again you know on, on television at the time when my granddad was younger there was a lot of racist slurs that were mainstream yeah. And yeah. it was only then when, like, my, myself and my mum have come into my dad's life that we've kind of explained that to him. And he's like, but my dad said it all the time. And it's like, my dad isn't yeah. racist, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, like, phrases that are, like, quite outdated. Yeah. People were kind of still used, but not realise what they're doing. Yeah. So I think that's, it's important to, to see her in that frame. I think if, if you look at it externally, it looks like she's just a mean old woman um, mm. who doesn't care about anyone's feelings but her own. But I think it's the opposite. I think she's so used to not acknowledging her own feelings that she expects everyone else does that naturally, you know. Mm. Um, but I'm glad that she finally kind of owns up to it and realizes so that she can actually enjoy her family for who they are. Because she's yeah. not, she doesn't get the benefit of her family really. Because no, no she misses one, out on so yeah, much time. Like, no one really tells her anything nice. No one ever sits down. You ever see her sit down for a cup of tea with her, yeah. <laughs> her family? You never see her celebrate any of their achievements or say, "Wow, like good, good job today." But or no one says, "You know, well, how are you? Can I get you anything?" You know, like that was a lovely ceremony or something like that there's there's no mm. communication there so my hope for post the rest of like the film beyond the film is mm. that they kind of have that conversation more and they appreciate each other for what they do for one another yeah. rather than just expecting it from each other they just need to relax as a family like yeah. in terms of expectations and like what is their yeah. purpose in and, life and see their gifts like we do with like our jobs and the idea that like you know you can kind of go to work <laughs> and then you come home and you relax and it's it's that idea um yeah and i think they need to get into that those, they, they need to set boundaries to themselves <laughs> yeah they definitely do i think they just need to communicate more as well and yeah just not make the same mistakes no. in terms of how they communicated in the past yeah. because they've seen the effect it's had and it wasn't no it wasn't good and i think that's when my um abuela gets so emotional you know when she realizes what she's done and yeah. she goes she goes to find mirabelle and tells her her story and i think that's why she gets so emotional because she realizes that the way that she's treated mirabelle is not is the way that she's felt in the past yeah and she's suddenly like oh my gosh i can't believe that i've made someone feel that that way um, yeah so i i i, I guess that's why i don't think she's a bad person i don't think she's doing it on purpose i don't think she's aware of it because when she becomes aware of it she changes mm. um which is good because we like people who we can respond to criticism and change yeah. behavior for the better <laughs> she redeems herself when she admits yeah. that she's been in the wrong yeah um and yeah it's, yeah she's just very very 
complicated to yeah, me. Yeah, she is. She I, is. I just, I just have this feeling with her whenever I've obviously we've both seen it twice now, mm. and I felt the same about her both times. So maybe if I watch it again with a different perspective, I might see her differently. Mm. Um, but yeah, she's just very complicated. She is. I say. She is. I, I, I know, I, I do agree. I, but I, I just think, as we said before, there's always a reason for why someone does something. Mm. Um, and I think the reason that she behaves the way she behaves is because no one... Who really shows her any love either? You know, mm. that sounds quite harsh, but like, when is it, no one really goes out of the way to show her any affection. So it's like, and she obviously hasn't had that, the husband dying. And, and you know, you got to think about, imagine being on your own for that many, that, that long with toddlers, three toddlers. Yeah. It would oh be a lot. My goodness. It would be a lot. Like, you know, and not having someone there to kind of like reassure you that you're doing a good job or like just to show you any affection. Mm. So I, I think, you know, she's not used to having to do that with her children. And it, that's really sad. That's really yeah. sad that, she, that the, the, the being a product of her environment has meant that she hasn't kind of shown her kids like it's okay to be them I think that's really really mm. sad because she had to mm-hmm. that she wasn't because I that's really cool you know when she's on the on the, the lamppost with um her, her husband at the beginning oh and yeah she's, like quite so clumsy cute. and like yeah yeah not like, the umbrella that we noticed like quirky yeah like... she's, she's quirky she's clumsy when she like shows like the kids and like she pulls up yeah the, she's clearly quite creative we don't see that in no. her and again I think she's also like the rest of the family pretending to be something and someone to impress people. Yeah. And it's yeah. like this, this horrific cycle that she's pretending to be that so that her kids look up to her and respect her and so that mm. her community trust her, even though that isn't really, as we've seen in those pa- that past, she loses who she is yeah. as well, which is a real yeah. shame. So, yeah. Very complicated character. Um, needs to like listen a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like trust the signs. Don't ignore the signs that are in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Family. <laughs> um, she's a complex girl, isn't she? Um, and then I guess just quickly, we've already talked about some of them, but like the the songs oh, yeah. and, the, and and the score. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have a favourite song? It's interesting because that review earlier when they said there wasn't a standout song, yeah. I agree that there's not like one for me that is the song my... of Encanto. I feel like there's one that is like it represents me. But mm. it's not necessarily my favorite because I love the others so much at the same time. Like it's, it, I don't really have a favorite. Yeah. So like the one that I feel like I relate to the most is "Waiting on a Miracle" Ooh, that Mirabelle yeah. sings, um, because I really, really relate and resonate to like all of her emotions about how she just feels like she's not good enough and she's finally admitting to herself that she's not fine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that I go through quite a lot. Um, so I love that song and I think it's a really beautiful song as well mm. and the way that it's been placed into the story it's so beautiful like it's so clever when it's like a freeze frame like everyone else is around her is just stopped like and she's just there like in her own moment like you know admitting to herself that she's not yeah. fine and it's, it's just a very like special moment I think um so I love I love 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 that song mm. and um I think it's just it's not like I wouldn't say it's catchy but like it's very like I could listen to it a lot a lot like a few times in a row and still be fine with it um so I think that's like the one I resonate with the most but I feel like my favorite song is actually I don't know again it's not really favorite it's like I have like four that I love Mm -hmm. one of them is we don't talk about Bruno I just think that one is so clever 
with the way that um there's so many people singing in it at the same time yeah it's a, yeah it's a real song with everyone getting their their story in about Bruno and like their thoughts on Bruno in and then Mirabelle's there like oh I just want to know about Bruno and they were like well and they're all telling their stories at the same time it's, it's so clever so beautiful yeah so it clever. is it's, and very, I was, it's very Hamilton that one <laughs> it is very Hamilton and it's very catchy as yeah. well like I've been singing that one a lot yeah I've seen it like I listen to that one the most I think out of all of the songs and I think it's just so interesting like that song is what characterizes Bruno like mm-hmm. that is our first like real introduction to, yeah, to Bruno's character. Yeah, it's so funny. It? I like, like that. All of the way that they speak about him is like he's so mysterious and like yeah. creepy and like confident and like you know like like um sinister. And then you yeah. meet him and he's nothing he's like literally that. Literally, <laughs> like uh, he, he he couldn't hurt a fly. No. Like he's just yeah, he's just misunderstood. But I just think I love that song because. It's trying to paint this like terrifying idea of this man and like it's trying to like scare like Mirabelle and put her off him and like you know show her why they yeah. don't talk about him and why he's not part of the family anymore um and it's just funny because when you find out who he is it's just like you can see that the family's impressions of people isn't very accurate and yeah. it isn't how people actually are um, so I, I love, love He's that also song. an absolute babe. I didn't mention him before, but Bruno is like... Yeah, he oh. is. He is. He's so lovely to his family, he's like so to, to Mirabelle. So, so lovely. Like, so, it's like, the fact that, like, it's not even his kid and he literally leaves because he wants to protect Mirabelle from the family thinking she's going to, like, destroy things. How selfless. Oh, and even though when he's like... I'm gonna go. Uh, you found it's, it's all about you. It's fine. I'm, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna head off. Like I don't want to cause any more trouble. Yeah. Oh, and when just we need to talk about the plate, the plate that he draws oh, on the table for himself. Because oh. he's not the family table anymore, but he like brings himself still oh. towards and it. And the idea but, like, of him like looking through that gap. I know it's really, really, really him. tragic and sad. Oh. I think it's also really ironic that the person that's been cast out and the one that like they don't feel like is part of the family, cares probably the most about the family mm. and Rather is the most, yeah, and is the most selfless, like one of the most selfless characters in, in the family. Yeah. Um, because he stays, because he, he, he keeps saying like he loves his family, even though they basically dismissed him, like they yeah, can't. No one his goes name. looking for him, do no, they, by the sounds of exact, things. Exactly. And it's like, you know, you'd think that would put him off his family, but no, like he is still just as dedicated and committed mm-hmm. to this family, but he just feels like they don't want to see him, yeah. but he still wants to be part of it. Like, so yeah, he's a lovely character. Yeah. He, he is what a lot of them need to aspire to be. Like mm-hmm. he is a role model for what yeah. you'd hope the next generation in that family will end up being yeah. like Antonio, who has already yeah. got that kind of vibe anyway. But yes, love, we don't talk about Such really. a good song. <laughs> and just like the whole like temper, the vibes, and then the scene that goes with it. And like, yeah, the way it's written is just stunning. It's so clever. So, so clever. Like with the rhyme, which is obviously very like classic Lin-Manuel Miranda. And the, 
the pacing is just incredible and the way their voices blend together so well that bit when they're like especially like the animation matching up with it you know like when yeah. she's like putting the vision together she's like why did i talk about oh food? i love that and then yeah. they're all like dancing around singing their own little parts yeah oh, it's so good and i love it because it's done so well where you can still hear each of what yeah. they're saying like individually like no Sound one's mixing. overshadowing it is 10 out of 10 it's Beat. amazing so yeah i feel like that's my like favorite one to listen to if you like <laughs> it's the one that I've constantly got in my head mm. um but I feel like which I feel like you're going to talk about so I'll just mention it surface pressure is just an absolute banger of a song yeah. I, when I first heard it I was obsessed with this mm-hmm. song like because obviously we're fans of Lisa anyway so the fact that she got her own song oh, amazing it's so unexpected yeah and it's like it just it just fits her so well it's it it just matches like it just works it works so well and it is catchy Mm -hmm. as well so I I also love that one I mean if I'm honest I love them all so why don't you why don't you say which one's your favorite okay (laughs) otherwise I'll go for the entire I'll be like yeah I like that one too (laughs) (laughs) I think the one like the one after I went to it the first time that was kind of stuck in my head was um Welcome to the family, Magic Gal. <laughs> Just that yeah. one line was stuck in my head yeah, so, yeah, all yeah, day. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's such a clever song again, like the way they kind of explain it all, especially you know, when it gets towards the end and she is singing <laughs> so fast. I know. Oh, yeah, it's so the grandkid funny. roundup for me. Yeah. That's the best bit. She's like, the grandkid roundup. I'm like, oh my God, this is so, so cool. good. So I, I love, love that, that song, but my favourite song is Surface Pressure. I love what yeah. we talk about Brilliant as well, yeah. like this, but we've talked about that one. Um, oh. But Surface Pressure, oh. That song. And I also love that this soundtrack is very singable. And what I mean yeah. by that is, like, it's not like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I sing Let It Go, you know, and I give it a bell, yeah. but some yeah. days it doesn't work. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that I love that kind of, it showcases so many different types of voices. It yeah. never goes, I don't, I don't personally think it, it ever really goes to a, a level that, maybe the, maybe the end of Louise, um, of Isabella's song yeah never really go to like a ridiculously a ridiculous vocal range no. another reason why I love the characters are most of the being relatable even their songs relatable because anyone can kind of sing these songs they're such lovely pitches and, and tones and yeah and the ranges aren't like inaccessible mm. I love that which is why I love Louisa's song we never as someone who is like a lower singer female you mm. never, in films you never get songs that are written for females with low voices ever it's just not a thing mm. um, so having this where it was like a low woman's voice oh it was so powerful to have that it was yeah. just so beautiful and the way it's written it's so catchy the different genres and layers they managed I to get know. into this one song is just incredible yeah. um the messaging behind the song how catchy it is I'm just I'm obsessed with it. So that's the one that I've had. I've had that, and we don't talk about Bruno kind of on repeat because then it's yeah. in the soundtrack. Yeah, so I just keep going back and forth between I the two. Them. Um, so I'm I'm obsessed with that one. That's that's my that's my absolute favorite one. Yeah, so I was listening to that yesterday when I had to walk up the stairs because the lift had broken the station. And I was like, I'm the strong one. <laughs> I'm like walking up all of these stairs trying to motivate myself. Um. And again, yeah. like animation-wise for that as well, I think that matches. Mm. I love when she again because her body is kind of not like the typical Disney print like woman. Yeah. Body. And yet when she dances, she looks so cool. And I sweet know. And like oh, so the animation for that was also amazing. The way that they kind of did that was fantastic. Yeah. And again, Very like, creative. This kind of strong woman vibe as well, and, and that strong women can be vulnerable too, and like you, you yeah. can do both, and the messaging behind that, and that 
I just thought it shows her strength and her insecurities in the same, the same song, which yeah. is also cool. So yeah. I'm big, big fan of that song. Uh, I mean, I love them all, but that was my standout song for me. It is amazing, that song. Um, the other one, I feel like, what else can I do? I love as well, because I feel like that one is quite like catchy I yeah. think as well like with like the refrains and stuff in it and like I think it's a nice like song as well like, I find it myself listening to that one as, as well I think like I feel like I listen to probably surface pressure and we don't talk about Bruno the most yes yeah, and then I, I think I listen to what else can I do because I think it depends like if I'm looking for like a fast-paced song yeah I'll go for that if I'm looking for like a dramatic song it's like waiting on a miracle as well yeah like, yeah um, but I also love the chorus, chorus songs as well, like because um, the All of You one at the end yeah. is great because it even has the like, we don't talk about Bruno. Oh, it's so good, yeah. It, <laughs> which is like, again, so creative and it fits and they make it work so well. So I, I just love all the songs. I, I don't think there's one I don't like. It's so funny, you know, it. because I, when I watched it the first time, I forgot. I knew that Lim and Miranda did the songs for this, but I forgot. Like when I went yeah. to see it, I'd seen it mentioned ages ago, but I, I just forgotten that it was him. And when I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, these songs are so clever and so mm. good with that. Like, and then when I came home and saw it was Lim and Miranda, I was like, of course. Silly yeah, me. <laughs> it, it makes sense. It makes so much sense because there's, there's a lot of, like, without comparing it to his other work, there are parallels because I get. Um, bits of like you know shiny from Moana yeah there's definitely parts of that that to me like the sound in some of the songs so mm. I, I feel like he's just got like a real like, a like the way that he manages to put words together that shouldn't work together or yeah. work in a song is just incredible yeah. like the way that he manages to get really deep messages across in such a beautiful tone and a, and the rhythms and just it, it's he's so yeah. clever um yeah Oh, I love it. So yeah, uh, yeah, fantastic. It, it just makes it work in a film that you might not think these kind of songs would work in. No, because you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't put these. So I think if you heard the soundtrack, you wouldn't necessarily put it with the vibe of this film. Yeah, it works so well. It it's does. Crazy, um, yeah. and all the songs are quite different too. Yeah, um, which is which again. Yeah, I really like. And and they've. I watched some more info about like the, his inspiration behind the songs, and he's taken like. Um, quite famous like vocal artists and upcoming vocal artists from mm-hmm. um south america um to record on this so i think the one you know the one that's, that's i think it's in spanish and it's a bit yeah. more like chill and, and like oh slower. yeah 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 i can't remember what i can't remember the, the full story but he that guy's like quite an up-and-coming star and, and, and stuff so they, they brought mm. him in to record and then i think the guy there was another song that, that they'd done that was more um i think it was an older guy on that and Limon was like this was like a dream that to have him actually sing because like I think he had done, he'd recorded older Latin American songs yeah. and brought him in to sing on it. So again, that authenticity, Lima Miranda is so good at bringing that. To, yeah. He's really good at bringing a culture alive. Yeah, yeah. Through the a, songs. So yeah. In a Amazing. way it's not forced. Yeah. Because you know? it so easily can be forced in these things. Be. Like they try and make something, something is not, like it just doesn't work sometimes. Yeah, so. very true. But it works in this one. Yes. Um, so, I feel like, is that, Everything I you have to say about the song? I think so. Like, think. the score, obviously, is beautiful as well. Because, oh. um, of course, the score is amazing. And, and like, like, they work oh. hand in hand, you know? And that, because I, I had, like, a few tears during this film. Oh, and it's, like, shame. that bit when Abuela and um, Mirabella are in the river and they turn around and look through the mountains at those um, the butterflies and the music in I that know. section, the instrumental. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, 
it's so good at building. Like, and like when um, Antonio gets his his room, and mm. just it's so good at setting the scene. Like, it's yeah. You don't you don't realize how impactful the music is until you actually think about it. And yeah, you really forget that it's there because it's that yeah. in, it's that integrated with the scene. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, because if you took it away, this film would not have the same impact no. at all. Like, no. you need that to guide your emotions, mm. guide like the mood of the film. Like, it's so integral. Just amazing, amazing. Yeah, and I think that's something for music in general. Like, I've listened to this for score podcast and. So what the Marvel movies, which obviously don't, don't have songs, <laughs> but yeah. actually music is so integral to any film. Yeah, and people often forget that. <laughs> um, yeah, because the music is is weaved so seamlessly into the scenes and the structure mm. and everything that people forget how how much impact that has. So I often think music is a very underrated element of yeah. films. Yeah, people go, I don't like musicals. It's like, well, actually, try and watch any film you like without the music in it, and yeah. it'll be very different. You won't feel the same way about it. So, yeah, big up it's, the music. It's very taken for granted, I think. It is. It is. Like I its agree. impact and everything. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Well, that brings us on to Disney Fun Fact number four. Um, so, Encanto was actually the fifth Walt Disney Animation Studios film to explore Latin American culture. So, this is after Saludos Amigos, uh, The Three Caballeros. <laughs> What a film! What a film! <laughs> I don't. Which episode is it? I'll check oh, while you do this. I'll okay. check. We have a great episode on that. So feel free <laughs> if you're looking for a laugh. Um, <laughs> and then the Emperor's New Groove, and of course Coco as well. So there's quite a lot, isn't there? Yeah, there is. There's more than you think, like off the top of your head, you know. So episode 23 if you want to laugh 23 for the three years. Years. Oh. that was quite a while ago then wasn't it it was yeah oh, gosh. It was quite recently we were roasting Donald June. and everything June I feel like that film just stuck with me in a bad way like Fantasia did I just can't forget it like I actually can't move past it <laughs> if you want a cheeky giggle but like you know and a review of a Latin American film that isn't as positive as this one yeah feel free to head to episode yes. 23 <laughs> yes <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> um, okay, so let's briefly summarise our thoughts oh, on the film, which is very hard to do. Um, and then rate it out of ten. Um, so you're going first this time because I did go first That's last okay. time. Before That's we have okay. any comments about fixes or cheating. Oh, um, interesting. So I feel like I need to say something. Okay. Because I love the film. The film's incredible, Ooh. as I have explained. However. Yes. I do have a slight kind of story issue in the okay. sense that I still don't understand why Mirabel didn't get a gift. Yeah. I understand yeah. that she was the gift, but what confused me is the house created a door for her. They mm. created a door, this magical door, to remove it. And this, to me, I just don't... I don't understand why she couldn't have one and still be a gift to her family. I don't understand mm, that. Mm-hmm. And so that for me was when it finished, you know, like when, when, when she got her um her beautiful doorbell moment at the end. Oh, yeah. I thought, this is it. She's going to yeah. get some kind of gift. And I, I know the point is that you don't need a gift to be special, but everyone else gets their gifts back. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do agree with that because I thought she was just going to be like a late bloomer and she'd yeah. get it like after she saved yeah. Casita. That's what I thought the as idea well. That, like, but... She really needed to believe in herself. Before, yeah, before she could kind she of have this it. gift. Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely a flaw. And that for me just bothered me a little bit because I was like, she's still gonna have to live this life where she's known yeah. as the one 
without the gift. Without the gift. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was quite nice in the, you know, like when she goes missing and the, we, you see how much she means to the community. Yeah. People, like, where, no one's found her. Where is she? Mm. So, so I think that, I mean, she's clearly valued, but I just think for me, it was, I just don't understand why didn't she have one? There was nothing wrong with her. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been a nice thing to finish off with, I think, like once, like, Casita was back. Like, why yeah. did not have in her door? Yeah, this is what bothered me as well, is like everyone else in this house, even the practicalities of it, has their own space. She oh, hasn't got her no, own space. She's that, in the oh, nursery. Oh, that was so tragic. The fact that she had to, I mean, Antonio's great, but imagine yeah. like, she's clearly like, you know, in her like late teens, early 20s, yeah. and she's like having to live with this this child. It's not, that's not how you want to be room. It's quite a small it? room. And everyone else yeah. has got massive rooms like to themselves that they can go and have their own time in. So that for me, it was a bit like my review of um, Ryan and the Last Dragon and the fact that the, mm. the endings just, they were missing a slight tie up for me. Mm. And the fact that I just don't get why she couldn't have a gift. For me, that wasn't yeah. explained. It just wasn't. Yeah. Um, I, there was no kind of clear reason as to why. It's like, yes, she was the gift to her family. But then to me, I'm like, so does that mean that she's more special than everyone else and no one else is a gift to the family? Like it, mm. I think by leaving that imbalance there, just leaves like a bit of a sour taste in my mouth mm. because of this idea that you're still putting them on level playing grounds because however way you frame it whether Mirabelle is, is the gift for the family then it means that maybe she's above everybody else and then mm. if you say well actually she hasn't got a gift so she's actually less than everybody else it, it's not it's not equal <laughs> for me yeah and um, because they can all be good as we saw they can all be great family members they all have that potential to do that and bring each other together we've seen that with like Luisa and Isabella you know when, when they have this conversation we've seen that yeah and I just think it's for me there wasn't a reason as to why she couldn't have a magical gift I didn't get yeah. that reason for me yeah from the film um I was waiting for some kind of reason or prophecy or kind of something um, yeah. and I, I know that Bruno has his vision on the day she meant to get her gift but I just was like, why would the house, to me, I was like, why would the miracle make a door for her mm. and then make the door disappear and embarrass her in front of everyone? I didn't understand. Like, for me, yeah. it would make more sense if a door had never appeared for her. So, yeah, that's, I agree, yeah. Because it's like, why present something that was never meant to be? Yeah. Like, in front of her like that. Because there was clearly a potential for a door there. There yeah. was clearly something there. And if there wasn't, then the film has obviously confused me a little bit because I just mm. think... The house, you know, those doors appear for a reason. Those doors appear when someone is ready for their gift. Mm. And Mirabelle's gift does not show itself then until she's like 20 odd. (laughs) So for me, that bit doesn't make sense. So that is my one kind of issue with the film Mm. from a story point of view. I still absolutely love it and would watch it a thousand times over. I think it was a beautiful film, but I was just like, oh, that's like a small gripe I have with it is why is she not? Mm. Why is she still like different and separate? It's just yeah. a, bit, a bit upsetting for me. Because, um, you know, she's going to have to live in the house full of talented people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, still in the same room. Yeah, she's still got, she hasn't got her own <laughs> room. Even if she only got her own room, I'd be like, that's okay. But she's yeah. now, like, her, her, her doorknob is that the doorknob to the whole house. It's everyone's doorknob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this poor girl doesn't have anything of her own. So I think for, for that reason, for me, I'm going to give it mm, an 8.5. Mm, okay. Yeah. 8.5. Because I think it probably is one of my, like, I do love the film. I'd watch it again and again and again. Mm. But I just think for me that that's just, that's just a, 
irritation when I watch it is I'm like it's, a, it's such a core plot point for me in the film mm. the music's incredible animation which we, we haven't really touched on as much but that is stunning yeah oh like when you watch their hands their hands look like real people hands when they are close they're up just, the fact that like her glasses actually steam up like a normal oh. person they, they've thought of all of the details with incredible. the animation the, the, the embroidery on her skirt and her top and yeah. her bag like oh stunning so all of that is amazing but just for me that the fact that that's the main plot point in the story and i'm still not convinced i 100 percent understand it yeah it's just a bit of a weak point for me but that's just me how about you? yeah no i definitely agree that's definitely a weak point because I, I felt myself thinking the same thing i was like are we not gonna see like her get a gift because mm. I, I really want to know what her gift would be as well yeah i want to know because it's quite important not obviously you're not you're more than your gift but it's an important part of someone's personality mm-hmm. as well like as we see within the family like I just like to know what she was meant to do if she was meant to do so like it's definitely a weakness I'd say especially because you look at plot. someone like Antonio who's got all the same qualities that she has and yet he gets yeah. a gift yeah exactly so that is definitely a weakness mm. however I feel like for me the positives of this film outweigh that so yeah. much that I don't mind it like it doesn't make it a perfect film it's not a perfect film but I love the animation so much I think it's beautiful I think the music's incredible I love the characters I love the message and the themes and I just found it such an emotional film and I haven't cried at a film like that in such a long time like I feel like Coco is probably the film that kind of gave me the same emotional reaction to this and to me like it doesn't happen that often and I felt like I really resonated with a lot of the messages and the cat, like, especially Mirabelle, like I really, really, really related to her yeah. a lot. Like I, I feel a lot of the things that she felt in that film. And for me, like if I want to watch a film that's going to make me feel better and believe in myself more and remind myself that I'm fine as I am and I, I should just be myself, this is the film I'm going to watch because it yeah. reminds me that I'm doing okay. And that's what this film did to me because both times I saw it, I was like, it's okay, you're doing okay. Like, yeah. So for me, this film is so special for that reason. I just love it. I, I think it's actually one of my favourite films, one of my favourite Disney films now. I was thinking about this the other day because I was just sobbing, like, actual. I was having to really try and rein it in and not be, like, <laughs> a complete mess in front of everyone. <laughs> and when the lights came back on, I was like, right, let's, like, wipe my skin away. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, I relate to it a lot. And I relate to Mirabelle's journey and things like that. So for me, it's a very, very special film that I will watch so many times yeah. um, and has a very special place in my heart for that reason. And I didn't expect, I thought it was going to be amazing, but I didn't expect to react to it no. in this way. I think I, because it was deeper than we thought. I think we thought yeah. it was going to be more like an adventure-based one, which is great, but I think the actual message was like so much deeper than so what we expected. So much deeper. Yeah, I think because of the music as well, like with the, the first promo, we just saw the house, like the colourful house, yeah. and like a bit of the music, so it kind of just seemed like a fun... We thought it like, was, yeah, like it would be like an adventure about yeah. had magic and it was all about music. <laughs> yeah, so like I think, which is good because I like the fact they didn't give away what it actually yeah. was because it makes it even better. I love that when they don't give things away too much in the trailer so it makes it more exciting um so yeah I just think it's a very special film it's not without its flaws which is why I'm not going to give it a 10 mm. um but I just love it so much I think it's beautiful um so Your I think score. I'm gonna give it, um, <laughs> I was, I'm torn between two different scores 
I think I'm going to give it a 9.5. Oh, that's the highest so far. Yeah, I really love this film a lot. Like, I haven't stopped thinking about it since I went to see it. And it's just so beautiful. Like, visually, it's beautiful. And a film, like, I know it's not the longest Disney film, so you might not think this is saying much, but the film went so fast for me the first time I saw it because I was so engaged with it. And it just completely, like, took me on this journey. Um, So... Yeah, 9.5, because there are issues with it. <laughs> I wanted to know what her gift would be as well. Like, will we ever find out? <laughs> Probably not. No. Like, I, mean, I, film, I, I like that bit in the, um, like oh. in, in the reviews before we talked about, you know, love and determination is more important than magic. Yeah. Men of the family, which I agree. But then my, my point is, like, well, she's men of the family now, so, like, yeah, she's where... kind of hang, like, what's, what's her purpose going to be now, I think. Yeah. It's just hard because it's like, yes, you know, gift doesn't define you, but when you're living in a house full of people who all have magic gifts and you don't, it's going to be really hard to not feel left out. Yeah, yeah. And then what if her like kids then like have magic gifts or don't have magic yeah, gifts? Yeah, like... it's going to be hard like going forward to see how that affects her. Mm. Um, I think that is the thing for me that bothers me the most about the film. Yeah, I think yeah, it's just. It is like the, the, the dragons thing. Oh, in Raya. I'm still not over the dragons in Raya. <laughs> it's like, I would have been fine with it if you gave me an explanation. Yeah. Same with this, if you gave me a re- clear reason as to why she didn't get a gift ever. Yeah. And why yeah. the door disappeared, I'd be like, cool, yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. You never get it, the, the dragons. No, I know. I know. It's, why did it's the humans come back to life? <laughs> it's just so frustrating. It's like, if you could have just given her a nice gift, then, you know. Bam, or even like, just explained it or been like do you know what like she's actually good because abuela doesn't have a gift and then yeah, yeah. you know she would take over abuela's place when abuela was gone and yeah that, if know, that was a bit maybe more we'll decide that that's what it is so that maybe she gets abuela's room and abuela's yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like it's probably meant to be like hinted at and you're probably supposed to interpret it yourself but obviously one. you want you want more of a clear direction because like you want to them to tell you what answer. it is <laughs> so yeah well um, that was a very, I feel like, deep discussion. It was. It was like our solo episode, that <laughs> so one. It was quite it a, was. a therapy session. So, yeah, um, if you made it this far, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, and if you've enjoyed this episode, then you can, of course, subscribe or follow us on whatever your preferred platform is. We are on most platforms now. Yeah. So you should be able to find us. Um, and as we've mentioned before, not so subtly, mm-hmm. um, we do enjoy reviews. So please feel free to leave, leave a review with any kind of feedback, suggestions, or just anything really that you want to say about podcasts. We will appreciate we appreciate it all unless it's like you know a complete roast then that might not be the best thing or for like our self yeah we're not really feeling that <laughs> channel me and a bell with your yeah movies, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and we are still running our ad slots as well for small shops and this doesn't have to just be disney themed we, we we can do it for any small businesses really again within reason let's not be silly <laughs> yeah. um but yes if you'd like to do this uh, you can find the form on our link tree, can't you, on Instagram? Can. Yeah, yes. on Instagram, and it's on or, Facebook as well. Yes, thank you. And if you, you could always DM us or message us yeah. on Facebook. It's or probably Instagram worth well. mentioning there as well. This is kind of time context relevant, but our Christmas episode will be kind of recorded on the 16th, approximately yeah. 16th of December. So if you would like your 
like a, a short ad included in our Christmas special. So this might be quite nice for kind of the Christmas season, etc. Yeah. Um, please do get in touch because we do have slots available for the Christmas episode if you would like to push, give that final Christmas push um, for your yeah. products. But um, we need to kind of have the information by the 15th. Yeah, 15th, yeah, um, that December. would be perfect. But that's specific to 2021. So if you're listening in like 2033, <laughs> <It's done. laughs> sorry, you've just missed out. <laughs> um, so don't forget to follow along with our Instagram for all of our latest magical adventures and throwbacks. We might have some more adventures before the next episode. Yeah, yeah. we should do. We do. Fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. COVID doesn't ruin it again. Um, so, um, that will you know follow follow along there. We also have some fun facts about films, mm. unseen fun facts, and Ooh. nice quotes and some some like trivia and stuff over there as well. So a little bit of extra sprinkle of Disney to your day. And <laughs> uh, coming up next time, as I've just said, we are having our Christmas special episode, which we are very excited about. Yeah, um, we did exciting. have our Christmas special episode um, last year. Um, so if you are, I'm going to just check now when, what that one was. It's going to come back to me. Um, yeah, I... special. I feel like it was one of our, not like our first, but it was within like our early... Episode 11. So there we go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll be doing our second Christmas special episode this year. Um, but if you kind of want to go and you know, get into Christmas spirit, first of all, before this one, head to episode 11. Otherwise, we'll be back in two weeks' time um, yeah. for another Christmas special episode. No, we're not telling you what's in it because we haven't no, planned it yet. So. <laughs> for all um, of us. Yeah, including <laughs> us. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. But in the meantime, feel free to contact us on our email for any questions, queries, opportunities, a chat, suggestions, anything. And you can contact us there at a sprinkle of Disney podcast at gmail.com. And from both of us, have a magical rest of your day. Bye.